Monkey Flashy Slave Question Everything. Monkey Slave Question Everything. Slave Question Everything. Monkey Flashy Slave Question Everything. Question Everything. Question Everything. Welcome to another fun-filled episode of Anti-Slave Question Everything. This is your host, Bo Diggles, as usual. And today, I'm going to bring a pretty fucking long episode to you guys. And it's all myself. It's literally just me talking for like fucking two hours. And um, it's basically, the whole video is me reading Stephen Marlowe's email that he sent out before he did what he did and doing a breakdown like analysis of it. And it was like a 45-page email. It was really fucking long. It's circulating over the internet, blah, 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 blah. I want to mention, though, I mean no disrespect to anybody involved in this tragedy. This email, I believe, is very fucking important because it very much so gives a play-by-play -play depiction of what it's like to lose your fucking mind while under attack of some sort of mind-control weapon. Like, And I honestly believe that he was under attack by some sort of mind-control weapon. I do believe that there is a mind-control weapon that they are using on Americans all across the country. Maybe not even just in America. Maybe in Canada, too. Maybe in the United Kingdom, too. Maybe in Germany. Maybe anywhere. I mean, if we have this technology here, sure as shit, other fucking nations are going to be using it too and i mean we've had mind control from the 60s and 70s we've had this shit for a very long time now it doesn't surprise me at all to see this type of shit happening in 2022 it's just it's mind-blowing though it's not at, at, in the same breath it's fucking it's mind-blowing the technology shit that we're probably not even aware of shit that we can't even comprehend the government has and they could be using it against us Another thing that Marlowe mentions in the email, he talks about how maybe it's a different species, it's a non-human. Maybe these are fifth dimensional beings that are attacking. Maybe they are in cahoots with the government. Maybe there's, because there's so much shit that you could think about that you could be like, okay, this is this or this is that, you know? How many times have we heard about um, the government having extraterrestrial, like he, they, having some sort of treaty with an extraterrestrial race, you know? Maybe that's what's going on. Stay tuned. I mean, like I said, if you fucking watch this whole video, you fucking deserve an award. I'm not that good at reading. I tried my best. Bear with me. I don't know if I'm going to speed it up a little bit or not. I might speed up the actual fucking audio or the video file of me reading it just so it goes by a little bit faster. So my voice might be a little bit high. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I, I haven't finished editing it yet. And I'm just recording this because the other thing's exporting. It's taking forever. Fuck it. Enjoy the video. Havana Syndrome, the terrorist next door. The following document describes an ongoing terror attack taking place in the United States. I mailed this document to the special agents in charge of the FBI field forces in Chicago, Washington, and Minneapolis, and Minneapolis on Friday, June 24th, 2022. Unbeknownst to me, 60 Minutes was about to air an expose on Havana Syndrome that Sunday, June 26th. I mailed the same document to the CIA's Office of Public Affairs the following Monday. The 60 Minutes episode can be viewed here. Havana Syndrome stumps investigators. Link included. I believe this document can give the FBI slash CIA task force on Havana syndrome insight into the attack that was described in the 60 minutes episode. I have been unable to discern the exact method of delivery, but I do not believe a microwave gun is being used. What I can tell you is that I de deduced the vestib vestibular system from personal experience, and I can prove it with emails of this same document before this episode was aired. 
I'm sure my experience will seem bizarre to you at times, but the main point is that a human satellite system is responsible for these attacks. A human satellite system that surrounds their targets. This will be more clear once you've read the document. Something I would like you to consider while reading is this. Can human vocal cords produce infrasound? And can human vocal cords produce some sort of harmonic res resonance with the electric fields our brains create? What I can tell you is that I've located a massive terror cell here in Dayton, Ohio, that is using this weapon on myself and countless other victims. Unbeknownst to them, it also happens to live 15 miles away from Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Oh, he says, I also happen to live 15 miles away from Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. What the victims in the 60-minute episode are not aware of is that their knowledge of classified information was given to the terror cell and our military complex is unaware of this fact. The terror cell is constantly aware of the victim's thoughts and they can influence these thoughts as well. Beyond that, they can... Influence emotions and motor function. It is beyond cruelty. It is beyond evil. Just like the internet sounded like science fiction 50 years ago, there is a human network operating here on U.S. soil, a collective that constantly surrounds their targets and can infiltrate their minds. This has been going on much longer than the FBI and CIA realize, and the full capacities of this telepathic weapon are well beyond anything covered in the 60 Minutes episode. Wow. Before moving on to the next page, please note that in the case of Olivia Troy, the cell would be driving around the White House, and they would not be... And they would not be making repetitive orbits and they would only need to drive around or near once. The terror cell is massive and they are in constant communication with one another mentally. What I'm saying is that this is not some small team circling the White House. It's a massive terror cell. Hundreds of cars driving around or near the White House, possibly even on the grounds, maintaining a perimeter around the victims. Just like myself, Miles Taylor and Olivia Troy will be constantly surrounded by this cell. They are located throughout their neighborhoods, the apartment across the street, driving Ubers, Behind the cash register at Starbucks, they have they have been fanatically radicalized, taught how to function in society, while they viciously attack the minds of any targets in their vicinity. I have made very minute changes to the original copy that I mailed to the FBI and the CIA for the sake of clarity. But after seeing the 60-minute expose, I would like to note that my little brother and I have both developed speech impediments as children. I have also corrected the spelling of Leo Say's last name. In the original draft I mailed, I misspelled his name T-Z-E. The terrorist next door. Imagine the house your family moved into when you were 16 years old was actually surrounded on all sides by families and neighbors who all belonged to the same terror cell. Children's, grandparents, mothers, fathers, all involved. Every American flag, every bumper sticker, every soccer mom, every awkward teenager, an illusion created with a sense of smug satisfaction. Each one leading a double life, all sharing a common goal, to mentally and emotionally manipulate and control their targets. They use a form of ventriloquism and telepathy to monitor their targets learning their thought process, their speech patterns, and the speech patterns of their friends and associates. Ventriloquism, because they learned a long time ago that humans' brains are always processing information subliminally. So even if we don't consciously process hearing something, our brain still processes the sound at a subconscious level. Every single attacker has learned how to literally see through the eyes of their victims at a young age. After years of monitoring their victims, they are able to remote control their victims to a certain extent. Every victim has a blind spot. And with the awareness of the victim's visual field, the sleeper cell can control the eye movement of the victim, moving the victim's eyes remotely by simulating motion in the peripheral visual field. By manipulating this natural motion sensor, this terror cell can make themselves practically invisible to the victim if they choose, by causing the victim to glance in another direction before the victim can focus on the attackers. This is especially true when driving and when they want to hide their use of ventriloquism. A group of attackers can essentially control the thoughts of... A group of attackers can essentially control the thoughts, emotions, and certain movements of the victims. Like a DJ looping different tracks, each attacker assumes the role of a different song, each speaking at different speeds and rhythms, each aware of the victim's thoughts and emotions. On top of different speeds and rhythms, they also have different pitches, some low, some high. 
and they're all well trained at disguising their voices. With so many attackers speaking at, a, at the same time, and with the victims unable to consciously hear what is being done, the attackers can literally control the victim's stream of conscious. I can only speculate that they can control different brave waves, brainwave states in their victims. For example, victims may believe that they are feeling tired, but really their brainwaves are being slowed down artificially towards theta, and thus the victim's brain tells them they are tired. I know for certain that the terrorists can put their victims to sleep, or at least make them feel tired. I'm just not sure if they can do it by slowing their brainwaves down or by some unknown means. An attacker can say, check your phone, and the victim believes that they experienced the urge to check their phone, or that the thought that triggered the urge is their own, all the while being oblivious to the fact that the urge was planted in their mind rather than generated. Wow. Operated on by their neighbors and members of the community since birth, entire families are being remotely controlled and sabotaged by this terror cell. Sounds a lot like MK fucking Ultra, bro. Man, this is not a local occurrence here in Dayton. This is a global network, literally a human satellite system. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then you are almost certainly a victim. A convoy numbering in the thousands here in Dayton and across the country uses the highway system here in the States to employ their technique. They use the highways because they manipulate their victims using something similar to the local sleep or highway hypnosis. Many drivers has experienced a trance-like state when driving, when they are un unable to recall the last few minutes of driving, so like lost time. As soon as their brainwaves slip into trance, the victims become much more receptive to subliminal commands when you experience highway hypnosis you're essentially being remote controlled by another human being or a group of human beings and they're actually all around you on the highway turn left slow down look right the victims are unaware of the commands as they are in a trance like state highway hypnosis is not a phenomenon it's a symptom if you have ever experienced highway hypnosis you are a victim this manipulation takes place even without highway hypnosis but while experiencing highway hypnosis victims are much more malleable you are not just being manipulated while you are on the highway, you are being manipulated and controlled at all times. The entire convoy paces the victim, and the victims have no idea that they're being manipulated, boxed in by the semis and soccer moms on purpose to keep them confined within the convoy. Innocent, brake touches when the car in front of you slows down. Every single time you glance in the mirror, all being remote controlled, all being remote controlled by the victim. All being remote controlled while the victims remain unaware. Victims are oblivious to the fact that they're being controlled because driving seems instinctual to them. After all, this is how their brains have always operated, or to be more accurate, this is how their brains have always been operated on. It's nearly impossible to convince anyone of what's happening because it's always been happening. That's how their minds have always worked. This is not just taking place on the highway, it's taking place everywhere. Neighborhoods, grocery stores, gas stations, baseball games, living rooms. Victims like myself are surrounded at all times by telepathy cell that employs a form of ventriloquism to attack and manipulate their targets. My name is Stephen Marlowe, and the most atrocious war crime in human history is taking place. I'm currently 39 years old and grew up just north of Dayton, Ohio, in a small town called Vandalia. I went to college at the University in Kentucky and moved to Chicago after graduation to work for a company called Andre Trading, a small firm that trades index options on the trading floors of Chicago. I spent the next 12 years of my career working for other trading firms in Chicago that did essentially the same thing as Andre. All acted as liquid... Li li liquidity providers for index options on the CBOT, CBOE, and the Mercantile Exchange. My second year in Chicago, I moved into an apartment at 1876 North Sheffield with two friends from college. After a few years, my friend Mark, my friend Mark, I'm just going to say Mark, I'm not going to give names, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I probably shouldn't say names. Uh, moved out into the middle, moved out in the middle of the lease, and he had to find a random to move in. He ended up finding a guy on Craigslist by the name of Jason. God damn it, I did it again. Jason was from Fishers. I just won't say last name. Jason was from Fishers, Indiana, but had grown up in Dayton, Ohio. I thought it was quite the coincidence since that was my hometown as well. At the age of around 26, not long after Jason moved in, I started watching pornography. 
at the time, I wasn't sh sure why I had never really been interested in porn, but I started watching nonetheless. I discovered a bizarre pornographer on some of the porn sites by the name of Stalkerby. The pornography produced by Stalkerby was basically a mashup of different porn videos, but overwritten with different musical and subliminal messages. Some are even overlaid with binaural beats. If you are unfamiliar, if you are unfamiliar with binaural beats, a binaural beat is an illusion created by the brain when you listen to two tones with slightly different frequencies at the same time. Your brain interprets in, your brain interprets the two tones as a beat of its own. The two tones align with your brain waves to produce a beat with a different frequency. This frequency is the difference in hertz between the frequency of the two tones. For example, if you are listening to a 440 hertz tone with your left ear and a 444 hertz tone with your right ear, you would be hearing a 4 hertz tone. When you listen to binaural beats, your brain activity matches the frequency set by the frequency of the beat. This is called frequency following effect. This means that you can use binaural beats to entertain to entrain your mind to reach a certain mental state. All the videos are meant to be hypnotic programming for beta males, all centered on female supremacy and female domination. Many of the videos are focused on humiliation and personality destruction, similar to the famous Harvard experiment, experience that Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, took part in. Some of the videos also focus on edging, where the viewer masturbates to the edge of orgasm, stops before reaching orgasm, essentially staying just on the verge of orgasm throughout the video. The Stalker B site also mentions the hive, which alludes to a beehive, or in my idea, hive mind, hypnosis, I don't know, where worker bee drones and all other, and all work together to serve the queen. There is also another pornographer on Pornhub by the name of Sissy Subliminal who, produce, who produces similar, if not the same, pornography. Dude, because Pornhub is fucking CIA, bro. This is fucking crazy. This Sam Tripoli says this shit that Pornhub is fucking CIA because they fucking do shit to MK Ultra people here. And this guy is saying it right here that on Pornhub there's MK Ultra shit. Okay, let me continue this email. Holy fuck. This porn seems to be focused on submissives for males as well as gender identity, confusion, and sexual orientation. What the fuck? That's another part of the agenda. Okay, wow. It attempts to use subliminal message along with sexual conditioning to break down the victim's masculinity and prey upon insecurities. Holy fuck. All of these videos are far from pornography and much closer to brainwashing, brainwashing, brainwashing psychographics. And you know what? That was another big thing. That's some shit that they did do with MKUltra, man. It was like porn stuff. They did that shit with porn stuff. And they didn't. And then they did the fucking experiments inside of the brothels. So obviously the fucking, the pussy licker, the pussy licker is a good way to hypnotize a man, evidently. Who would have thought? I sent a message to Soccerbee's website to see what sort of response I would receive. I sent an email to a website called Kaya's Domain. I messaged a few people on the website called Colorspace. I also discovered a blackmail site that basically took pictures of men dressed as women and used it to blackmail them, which is considered kinky, apparently. Sounds like some Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Gates, and some red dress type shit. I never received an answer from any of them. My Colorspace ID, blah, 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 password, blah, 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 blah. They add for a full-time slave position in California that I responded to on Colorspace. I spent... I sent with one of my Yahoo email addresses. If any if any investigators would like to look it up, I have too many Yahoo ad addresses. I don't remember if the addresses that I use. So I'm wondering if he's thinking that that this is where it all began is the porn, and then they fucking got him on the porn site. But let's continue on. A few years, a few years went by, and at the age of 29, I started going on a few dates with a girl named Izzy Tobe. Uh, in, in name Izzy. Izzy was a great girl, but after two months, she decided to slow things down and just remain friends. It wasn't a big deal at first, but then a few days later, I was sitting on my couch looking at my phone, and I became overwhelmed with emotion. Almost out of nowhere. I couldn't explain it. I had no idea where it was coming from, but I wrote Izzy the longest, most absurd text message, basically pouring my heart out. Izzy didn't take it very well, and we basically cut ties. What happened next was one of the hardest times of my life. I entered what I can only call the deepest, darkest depression any human can experience, and I couldn't understand what was happening. I literally couldn't stop crying for two months. I stood on the catwalk of the SPX at the Chicago Board Options Exchange for two months with a thousand-yard stare, doing everything I could do to keep the tears from streaming down my own face. I could not explain why my emotions were so out of control. 
Yeah, that's another part of the thing with the mind control. That this is another just more symptoms. I went on four dates with the with the girl. I knew it wasn't a big deal, but my emotions were wildly unstable. I finally went to a psychologist for the first time in my life and was diagnosed with abandonment. I finally regained control of my emotions, but my reputation had been tarnished on the trading floor, and I also couldn't speak to Izzy every time I saw her after. Even knowing while it was happening that the reaction I had was so absurdly overblown, it was is it was as if my entire family had been killed in a freak accident. So yeah, he was on that shit. What I didn't realize at the time was that I was being attacked. Like I said, I knew during this entire ordeal that my emotions were wildly out of control and I really had no idea why. All I know is that I woke up every morning crying and that continued throughout today until I went to bed. At 30 years old, after a few dates with someone looking back, I realized that this terror cell had been manipulating my emotions telepathically. And if you have never been through it, it is absolutely brutal. I have no doubt that many people who experienced that I did, who have experienced what I did would have committed suicide. Wow, holy shit. For years after this ordeal, the emotional scar left by the attack was always on my mind. Izzy remained a very sad, remained a very sad, very painful memory. Knowing we only went on a few days and honestly barely had time for any form of sort of real relationship, and yet that pain remained. This is where the pornography I mentioned earlier enters the picture. As I was watching porn, I didn't realize at the time that I was being led to a different porn sites and videos telepathically. And as soon as I continued watching, I was being told to imagine myself as Izzy while I masturbated. Imagine myself as her sleeping with other men. Imagine myself as her being submissive with men. Imagine other. Imagine every time I orgasmed that I was female. It was extremely painful emotionally. That sounds like it, yeah. And at the same time, I had no idea I was being manipulated into doing it. These mental rapists led me to many same porn videos each night. At the time, I couldn't hear any of the mental commands and suggestions and remained oblivious to the terror attack that was taking place. Stalker B videos were on Pornhub, XNXX, XHamster, another pornography by the name of Sissy Subliminal, Erotic Hypnosis, Emperor Hypnosis, Worship Porn, Femdom, BBC Worship, Loser Joy. Like I said earlier, many of these videos were very far from pornography and much closer to brainwashing, psychographics, and personality destruction. At the age of 32, I took a week off of work to go sailing with my uncle up at the coast of California. The trip started in Oxnard, and we sailed north for a week until arriving in San Francisco. I spent a few nights in San Francisco exploring the city, and the first night I was there, I ran to a woman by the name of Rachel at a bar. Rachel arrived with an Asian female friend and two tall men in their late 20s and early 30s. They basically walked right up to me at the bar, and, and the five of us spent the night drinking. Rachel's business cards said she was Homeland Security Chairman in California. It was a fun night in San Francisco, and the only reason I bring it up is because I noticed something odd about Rachel's behavior that night. As we were talking at times, she would get a distant look as if she were lost in thought. It wasn't anything major, but it continued throughout the night. For example, I would ask a question, and her response would be delayed. Then after a brief hesitation, she would return to the conversation. What I didn't realize at the time was that Rachel was communicating telepathically, and that's why she was delaying her verbal responses. Coincidentally enough, Obama arrived in town the next day for the air show and stayed in the hotel directly across the street from me. I went home with her and her friend that night and was back in Chicago a few days later, still oblivious to the fact I was a victim of mind rape. And then it has a picture of her Homeland Security card. So like, yeah, dude, he's fucking, yeah, he's blowing the fucking whistle. Jesus Murphy. Life went on as normal. A few years had gone by. I was advancing in my career and now working at a company called Volant Trading. It was summer and I walked out of my patio for a cigarette at 2106 North Winchester in Chicago. It was dark enough that it took a moment for my eyes to adjust. When they did, I noticed a man sitting in the darkest corner of my backyard in the southwest corner. 
When he realized I saw him, he stood up and slowly walked towards me. He was a Hispanic wearing only a pink bathrobe. I wasn't too alarmed as there are a lot of homeless people in Chicago. He told me that his girlfriend had kicked him out and he requested to use my cell phone. I let him use my phone and he called a number in Cleveland. He was speaking Spanish so I couldn't follow the conversation. When he was finished, he mentioned that he had called his grandparents in Cleveland. There was a huge thunderstorm about to hit so I gave him an umbrella and an old pair of shower sandals and sent him on his way. After he left, a man called me from Cleveland, I assumed the grandfather, and asked for the stranger. I told him that he had already left. I had told him he had already left. I didn't think of the encounter until the same man returned to my backyard a few nights later. This time, he was at least wearing clothes. My backyard was basically a courtyard, a courtyard for all of the residents in my building. He then proceeded to start a conversation about going to the Evil Olive, a bar in Wicker Park. He was implying that it was a good place to meet couples and people interested in threesomes. At this point, I instructed the creep to leave as it was finally dawning on me that he was not homeless and down on his luck, but in fact had an, ult an ulterior motive. He, was actually, he actually came back that night around 11 p.m., and I never opened the door. I called the police, but he was gone before they arrived. This all took place around 2014 or 2015. I've been unable to locate my cell phone records with AT&T to confirm the exact date. The reason I mention this is because of the emails I mentioned earlier. Stalker B, Caller Space, and the blackmail site I found on Pornhub. There is no doubt in my mind as to why that man was in my backyard. And there is no doubt in my mind to why I ran into Rachel in California. One of the people I messaged on Caller Space was advertising for a full-time slave role in California looking to fill a full-time 24-7 position in which the appli applicant must cut all ties with everyone they know. This is relevant because you must understand I was being directed by these websites without realizing it. Every mouse click, everything I read and wrote about and watched, everything I perceived was being manipulated by this terror cell. I didn't find those websites on accident and this is why following them will lead you to some of these terrorists. Essentially, they emailed themselves through me. I'm one of the first victims to realize it. Wow, dude, that is fucking crazy, bro. Because they do have fucking, like, kink, kink websites, dude. There's kink websites, you know, fucking, uh, that, that, you know, they have meetups and shit for this kind of stuff, like, for kink stuff. And, and as sure as there's lots of uh, websites and shit where this is safe and it's, like, legit kink meetups, I'm sure that the FBI and the CIA is exploiting it. That is fucking insane to me, dude. So, like, fucking, yeah, this shit's all compromised. That is so insane. Wow, dude. Okay. Let's continue on. My life continued as usual until the end of 2016. I left Voluent Trading in May to work for a company called DV Trading. I had to sit out a three-month non-compete before I could start at DV, so I kept my apartment in Chicago and moved with moved in with my parents in Dayton so I could play cheap golf all summer. I did just that. Proceeding to play and practice for about 90 days in a row, I noticed something strange that summer as I played. Every time I could hear a car driving by in the distance, I hit a terrible shot, whether I was close to the road or not. I didn't think anything of it at the time. Now I realize that each time this happened, my body and my mind were being manipulated by the terrorists in the passing car. It seems unbelievably pathetic, but they thrive on any frustration they can cause. I moved back to Chicago in September and got started at DV Trading. But on the drive back to Chicago, something strange happened. I was listening to the radio on I-70 and heard a female voice, very faint, almost like it was coming from a speakerphone. And she said something along the lines of, oh yeah, Steve, we finally found you. It's been so long, I don't remember the exact words. I didn't think much of it at the time. I just thought my ears were playing tricks on me. So this is this is like the beginning. He is explaining like the beginning of it. So it started with Pornhub. It started with Pornhub. The mind control attack started with fucking Pornhub. All right, Sam fucking called it. Sam Tripoli fucking called it. He called that already. I was fucking crazy. Then early in 2017, still at my apartment in Chicago, I was on my computer in my bedroom wearing my gaming headset just and had just started the game. I was about to play when I heard a male voice that said, Steve's a real N-word, yo. 
I was a little confused because at the time the title I was at the title menu and there was no way to voice chat at that point in the game. The walls of my apartment were thin and my apartment resided right next to the sidewalk at 2106 North Winchester. It wasn't out of the ordinary for me to hear the sound of people as they talked by the apartment. Again, I just chalked it up to my ears playing tricks on me and went about my day. Late in December 2016, due to some due to some unforeseeable circumstances, DV Trading backed out of our trading agreement. My business partner and I had to find another backer so we could resume our trading operation. We started at Sumo Capital in February of 2017. Around the same time I started at Sumo, I stopped the, I stopped at the 7-Eleven at Damon and Dixon's on the walk home from the blue line after work. It's right around the corner from my apartment. As I put my Gatorade on the checkout desk, I heard a male voice clear as day say, now get stoned and masturbate. The voice clearly originated behind my right ear as if someone had leaned over and whispered it behind me. When I turned to see who had made the comment, there was no one else in the 7-Eleven. I was a little bewildered. And since there was nothing I could do about it, I just went back to my apartment. A while later, I want to say around July or August, I was riding my bike into work around 1230 AM because I needed to sell futures against our VIX options position. When I tried, when I tied my bike up to the next when I tied my bike up next to our building at 190S LaSalle, I heard a male voice as clear as day said, You're like my second son. It seemed like it came from across the street a few floors up, but the financial district is a ghost town at night, at that time of night, and none of the windows in those buildings are open. A few weeks later, when I was managing our position alone in the office, my business partner was out, I heard a female voice that said, He is a beast of a position manager. My office door was closed at the time, and I honestly thought someone was on my headset. I wear a headset all day for, for communicating with the floor of brokers. She also commented on a 2,000 lot of upside calls I was trying to sell at the end of the day, which I didn't get off. She said something along the lines of, That was a pretty innocent 2,000 lot, implying that it would have really hurt my upside risk going home. Another day on the trading floor in March, the Monday before our March expiration, I arrived to the CBOE early around 7.15 when no one else was on the floor. As I was walking to my computer, there was a female voice that said, Leo says loves you. Leo says is an FBI agent. I lived below at 1457 West Augusta. I lived in the garden unit and he was my landlord from 2013 to 2015. There were many other incidents just like these at work, all designed to confuse and sabotage my trading operation. Wow, so it was fucking fucking with him at his job. Like, he was hearing shit at his job that was that was implanted in his head to fuck with him so he couldn't continue to uh, operate in this, whatever, this banking shit that he's doing. It's fucking wild. Things weren't going well at Sumo, and I was just finishing up closing my options position. It was a hard time in my life because I had finally started my own market making desk after years of work in the industry and because of horrific timing and the sabotage I just mentioned, I had failed to realize any profit. I didn't realize at the time that I was under attack. I was sitting on my couch feeling sorry for myself and a female voice as clear as day said, I hope you learned your lesson. Try to imagine what kind of emotions that might trigger. Seriously, what the fuck? A random stranger rubbing it in that I had failed on my business venture. Dude, I would fucking lose my mind. I'd go crazy. Needless to say, I was outraged. What I didn't realize at the time was that the outrage was also enhanced by the terror cell around me, which can protect, which can project emotions to their targets, turning annoyance into anger, turning sadness into depression. And then he lists off like what he hears, and it says the list of the hearings goes as follow. Uh, male, sum uh, male sumo office during the trading hours. Now that's a good clerk, referring to a broker I was talking to on the floor. Uh, male while sitting in my backyard after a phone call with Kevin. Uh, I hope I never see your face again on the trading floor. So he's just listing off a bunch of different things, a bunch of different things that he was hearing that was making him go mad. Uh, would you date a lesbian? Oh yeah, Steve. Maybe today's the day you give someone a blowjob. So just like fucked up shit. Steve, you worship the goddess. You know, so just like, so he got, he got wrapped into the mind control and the porn hubs. And then now, so now, yeah, it's a list of a bunch of shit. Man, dude, this is so crazy.
Fuck. So he's talking about all those hearings. Now he goes on to continue to talk. That's not everything, but those are the hearings that I remember the most clearly. After that, everything was I was hearing became confusing, almost like they were tourniqueting my own thoughts so I couldn't make sense of what was happening. Like they were playing Phil in the blank or something. It seemed very much like the voices had been speaking directly to me in Chicago were now only trying to confuse me. They tried to implicate anyone I interacted with. It was like they were playing conspiracy theory, trying to confuse me and lead me away from the truth at all times. They practice in paranoia and confusion. I have pages written down on a notebook paper of the things they were saying. They tried this for a long time, implicating everyone from the police department to the FBI, the Russian government to the NSA, the Illuminati to the Devil Worship Club and the military. Dude, this sounds a lot like the shit that they were doing to that dude in the trailer in the 60s, man, making him go fucking crazy about the fucking aliens, dude. They used imitations of my friends and family to produce paranoia, essentially making me fear everyone and trust no one. That sounds like what the fucking CIA does. They also impersonated police officers, FBI, NSA, all to make me fear coming forward. For example, they would say things like, Steve, Leo can get in a lot of trouble if anyone finds out what has happened. Just stay with us for two more weeks and it will all be over. They would say things like, Leo wants you to start bringing your gun to the trading floor. This is how we select our agents now. Oh my God, dude. This is how we select our agents now. In case of a terror attack, we need someone on the trading floor who is armed. No, no. They want you on the trading floor armed so they can activate you when you're there armed and then you fucking start shooting places and then they can further push their narrative. This is so fucking crazy, man. It became constant harassment and abuse. Every second of every day, things like, hey, why don't you get on Facebook to don't you worship anal? Things like California is seeding from the union is seceding from the union and thanks for insulting the police department things like steve is steve it's not telepath telepathy it's artificial intelligence steve do you really think it's artificial intelligence it's telepathy doofus things like femdon pornography is the best pornography on the planet just random bullshit every second of every day almost always insulting always trying to elicit some sort of emotional response for me it was obvious they were trying to condition me with cigarettes and it became obviously they were doing the same thing with masturbation it became very clear to me that it was very similar to an interrogation technique that uses humiliation and abuse to intimidate the victim it amounted to nothing more than torture things like smoke a cigarette said in an adult voice but smoking but speaking like a baby it sounds like smoke a cigarette but said quickly things like don't you love subliminals congratulations faggot whoops congratulations f word and don't you worship orgasm things like do we frustrate you good luck on being an option straighter give a blowjob republican don't you want to put your legs together and masturbate don't you worship microphonic eardrums don't you love conspiracies sexual innuendo is not permitted on the trading floor of chicago don't you love schizophrenia you sent your personal email to a psychopath of epic proportions don't you want this relationship don't you need this relationship man so he's just got like all this shit all this shit it's a constant stream of abuse, a constant stream of mental rape. That last paragraph makes up about one minute of my day, and that was a whole fuck. Oh, my God. Why not just ignore the voices, you might ask? It's not possible. It's very similar to Chinese water torture. At first glance, you might think it's just a drop of water. What harm could that do? Chinese water torture is one of the most effective torture techniques ever invented. There's no defense. There is no stopping it. Think about it. Every second of every day for what's going on five years now, constant abuse, constant torture. On top of that, every sentence is accompanied with an emotional sin, frustration, anger, fear, or paranoia. It became obvious to me that these people had done this many times before i was far from the first victim no you're right bro they practice in paranoia they are well practiced destroying people's lives it's also become obvious to me that they could hear everything i could i didn't catch on to this early on because let's be honest i had no idea what the hell was going on it took me a while to realize that it appeared that they had been listening to my every conversation for at least a few years before they had attacked me and let me be clear it was absolutely an attack this is a psych this is this is psychological warfare on a level that is hard to conceive of unless you've experienced it yeah let that sink in this was psychological logical warfare on a level that's hard to conceive unless you've experienced it damn 
What most victims don't understand is that these terrorists haven't been listening to their conversations. It's telepathy. Every thought, every memory used against you. They don't hack emails. They read the emails with you. They don't bug the cell phones. They hear the conversations as you have them. They are able to access the victim's memory, and it is the most disgusting, cruel thing that has ever been done, an abomination that has no compare. And these terrorists know it very well and use it against their targets very effectively to dehumanize victims in the most ab abhorrent way imaginable, as well as activate them emotionally. I fled Chicago because of these people. They told me that Jason and Jim had given me Rohypnol. I had no idea what was going on at the time. That's why I got to the hotel the next day. That's why that's why I got to the hotel and left the next day. Can you imagine that? Being run out of your home by a group of terrorists who are attacking human beings in the most disgusting way imaginable. When I returned to my parents in Dayton and informed my family of what was going on, I was going in for a big surprise. They didn't believe one word I was saying. Their successful, bright 36-year-old son slash brother who had never shown any sign of mental illness was either A, exposing telepathy in the group of animals who used it, or B, had developed some form of mental illness. I understand the skepticism one might have if someone starts talking about telepathy, but the technology is out there. Neural interfaces with computers allow people to type just by thinking. Humans can pilot drones with the use of brain-computer interfaces. Researchers at the University of Washington have even used one man's thought to control another man's motor function. Remember, my mouse clicks were being controlled. I'm telling you that there is a no brain. I'm telling you that there is no brain-computer interface here. It's human-to-human -human interface, and it is vicious. A human satellite system orbits their targets and brutally attacks them right under the government's nose, right under the military's nose, and what will go down in the most horrific war crime in history. I've also lived a very normal existence. I played sports in high school. I've always been extremely social. I got my degree in the University of Kentucky. I moved to Chicago and started a job trading index options and developing my skills as a position manager. Any of my friends will tell you the same thing. Unfortunately, when you tell someone that you can hear something they cannot, they assume you must be mentally ill. How absurd is that? My father, who has impaired hearing, refuses to believe that I can hear something he cannot. That's crazy, man. Still, this doesn't explain why others who are not hearing impaired cannot hear what I'm describing. I also know for a fact that all I have to do is think and the information is conveyed to an entire group of people. I can think verbally, making sure I use no vocal cords. I can imagine something visually. I can reminisce about a high school wrestling match or a social interaction at a bar. It makes no difference. The mind rapists receive everything my mind is doing. Along with my thoughts, they're aware of and manipulate my eye movement, my speech, my hand motions, my emotions, my very perspective. They are able to produce itching sensations on your body, yawns, throat clearing, swallowing, sleepiness, tightness in your calves when you lay down at night, sniffing in your nose, increased heart rate, lightheadedness, balance problems, vestibular system, chills, hot flashes, stuttering. These are all symptoms of fucking EMF radiation and fucking, and fucking, and fucking like signal attacks, bro. Every time you forget your phone, every time you get stuck trying to remember a word or phrase, every time you get comfortable on the couch and then you have to immediately get back up because you forgot something. This is not an old this is not old age or forgetfulness. It is a mental blockade produced by the terror cell that surrounds you in your own neighborhood. Dude, oh my fucking god. So the terror cell, it's like so cuz we have fucking radiation and signals that are being beamed everywhere at all times on people and that's why we have fucking shit like um like depression and anxiety and shit like it's such a high rate because in certain area or violence in like ghetto areas because they beam certain areas with certain frequencies and it causes people to do shit look at the fucking eugene wavelength bro search up the eugene wa wavelength dude it's literally it's literally some shit that happened where this radio wave was going over these certain spots it was on these certain spots and in those certain spots people were starting to become more sick look into it it's it's fucking declassified on this on the fucking you know who's fucking website insane Dude, oh my god. 
It's mental rape in every sense. This terror cell played God with me in Chicago, and when they realized I wasn't falling for it, it quickly became a confusion technique that they had practiced many, many times. They destroyed my relationships, my entire social network. They do this by making the victim think that their friends are involved with the abuse. The emotional abuse is hard to describe. The loss of those relationships has been hard, but to come home expecting my family to support me only to have them take the same stance as everyone else was even worse. He got fucking Mr. Smith hard, dude. On top of that, the terror cell can send or enhance emotions in their victims, so I guess I have been an un undiagnosed schizophrenic my entire life, right? Successful employee, extremely social, never exhibiting any signs or any sort of mental disorder. And then I set out a three month non-compete in Dayton and in preparation to launch my LLC with my business partner in Chicago. And I'm immediately being mind raped like few have ever been. Okay. So then I set out a three month non-compete in Dayton in preparation to launch my LLC with my business partner in Chicago. So he was about to launch an LLC with his business partner in Chicago. And he immediately starts being mind raped. Okay, give me a break. It's so obvious to me the terrorists abusing me with telepathy are most atrocious, disgusting pieces of shit that ever walked this earth. Literally framing people for mental disorders, and it's not like it's just a frame job, because they do it with torture. They intudate me with the most disgusting abuse you can possibly imagine every second of every day. Literally mentally impairing human beings. It slows the victim's thought process down. I spend all day mentally defending myself, which in turn keeps me from operating and performing at my best as a human being. The worst in part is most victims are not aware that they are being framed. Absolutely the most pathetic, disgusting act in human history. Think about what I'm saying. There is a group of terrorists who frame their targets with mental disorders by mentally torturing them. If I don't talk about it, then everyone assumes I'm the same old Steve they've always known. But if I start to talk about it, then I might have a mental disorder, right? Since when does the topic of conversation determine if one has a mental disorder? Hmm, I don't know. If I go six months and I don't talk about it, the constant torture I'm enduring apparently is perfectly sane. At the end of the six months, if I bring up the talk back, apparently I have a mental disorder. It's absolutely pathetic. People need to realize this exists. People need to understand that this war discovered a long time ago and this terror cell is taking advantage of people in the most disgusting way imaginable. Emotional, psychological, mental torture, and mental molestation. Absolutely despicable. The most atrocious terror attack in human history is taking place on a scale that is unimaginable. I cannot stress enough that it is the most disgusting form of psychological abuse, torture, and rape that exists. A constant stream of abuse designed to break the victim down, specifically designed to destroy a relationship and ruin lives. Specifically designed to destroy the victim from within. Your thoughts are no longer private. Every secret you have is no longer yours. Taking a shower, going to the bathroom, masturbation are all used to embarrass and dehumanize the victim. Constant abuse. Every second of every day. Past relationships used against you. Past heartbreaks thrown in your face. Past failures made fun of over and over. Constant attempts are made to exploit the victims and securities, all accompanied by emotional sins designed to destabilize the victim. When I started researching what was happening, I found all the answers I was looking for. This link, artificial telepathy, describes exactly what I've been experiencing. I literally could have written this verbatim. It's the most disgusting kind of torture that exists. I also found countless articles on targeted individuals. I realized quickly all of these people I realized that I realized quickly that all of these people had experienced almost exactly what I was experiencing. It's always the same thing. Here are some YouTube videos that describe exactly what I'm going through. Keep in mind that this is not some government conspiracy like many of the victims on YouTube believe, but the group responsible simply uses confusion techniques to convince the victims that it's anyone but the actual perpetrator. <clears throat> Yes, many of these terrorists work for the government, but many do not. They have infiltrated all walks of society, including the military. What victims don't realize is that they are surrounded at all times by the terror cell who use ventriloquist telepathy on them at all times. Fucking crazy. Wow. And the perfect way to radicalize someone and cause terrorism. They are activating shooters. And if your God tells you to do something, you do it right. They've tried three different religions in Chicago. And once I left, they knew I was onto their little ruse. The torture became unbearable. I've spent every waking hour being constantly tormented by these terrorists. It is literally constant mental rape. I'm asking anyone who cares about humanity to look into this. 
we got you an anti-slave QE, homie. At first, I thought they must have access to my electronic footprint using some sort of listening device and Stingray to monitor my communications. I base this hypothesis on the information contained in the abuse. Despite their constant attempts to confuse me while they continued the, their mind rape and molestation, I've since realized that since it's telepathy, they wouldn't need any of that. I've been a victim my entire life and was simply unaware of it. Then, when they use... When they chose to attack, they use a lifetime of memories and voices to conduct the most atrocious, heinous crimes in human history. So it's like you get selected at a young fucking age, and then they fucking... Before I realized I was being tortured by my entire neighborhood, the abuse seemed to originate from the vibrating of neighboring air conditioners while I stood on the back porch. If no air conditioners were on, and it was really quiet out when the voices seemed to originate from the hum of Interstate 70, which is just a mile or two from my home. When I lay in bed at night, the voices originate from the window in my bedroom. This seems to indicate some sort of wave or vibration. When I stand in my garage and the wind blows, it affects the volume of the voices. When I sit in my living room and the voices originate from the windows in the living room or from the vibration of the fan on my computer, or from the garage that leads in the kitchen, it's almost like an ambient sound helps make the voices more clear. I have yet to walk into an entirely soundproof room. I can tell you that it has to involve the brain, the brain's electric activity because I only have to think of something verbally and my neighbors clearly hear what I am thinking. The terror cell can also send mental images to my mind along with emotions I mentioned earlier. They like to send very personal memories as horrific as the phrases in an attempt to activate me emotionally and intimidate the moment, an intimate moment with an ex-girlfriend or a memory I have with so many of friends I have lost and then rub it in. There, if nothing, there's nothing I can do about the mind rape that is taking place. In 2019, after years of enduring this abuse, I confided in one of my golfing buddies, buddies Tyson, about what had been what I had been going through. Up to that point, I didn't tell any of my friends what I was experiencing because my family had received it so poorly. So this guy was like reaching out to people. He fucking reached out to his family. They were like, "No, bro, you're fucking crazy." He's reaching out to his friends. A few days after confiding my friend about what I had been going through, I was laying in bed at night trying to get to sleep. This particular night while enduring the constant abuse and sleep deprivation that I endured for years, one of the voices threatened my sister's children and her family. The voice said that if I told anyone about what was happening, they would sodomize my nieces and nephews and murder my sister's family. I was instantly furious. Rage is the best word I can think of, but doesn't seem to do it justice at the time. I didn't realize that the terror cell around me could send me in different emotions. The next day, the voices began to imitate Tyson. Oh, fuck. They didn't imitate his voice exactly, and this is what they fucking do, dude. This is what they fucking do. They get you to fucking... T oh, my God. Imi oh, my God. Imitate the homies. Jesus fucking Murphy. Oh, my God. Okay. And they begin to imitate Tyson. They didn't imitate his voice exactly, but it was close. And they use the same verbiage and speech patterns as him. Jesus fucking Christ. Because they have deep fake technology, bro. And if they're doing... Oh, my God. Whoa. I was beside myself with anger that day, and I wasn't taking any chances with my sister's family and her children. I drove to his house in the afternoon and put my truck in park in front of his house. I sat there watching the house for about seven minutes trying to decide what to do. Like I said, I was beyond furious, and I wasn't taking any chances with the lives of my sister's family. As I sat there, an old man, I'd say around 80 years old, gaunt with Apache gray and dark beard, who looked very much like some cult leader from Utah, was driving towards me on the side of the street. He drove a maroon SUV, and as his car came near, he came to a stop. So his driver's side window was right next to mine. He looked over at me, stuck his hand out the window, and pointed at the sky, then drove away. I took it as confirmation Tyson was involved. I walked into Tyson's house, asked him if he was involved. He claimed he was not. I threatened him and left. Fuck. That's fucking... That's fucking crazy, man. Later that night, I was arrested the first time in my life and went to jail. I was later found guilty of a third-degree felony. I was arrested with no evidence that any crime had been committed, only Tyson's word. The police claimed... They pink slipped me, which means they take you overnight for mental evaluation. Only after I was placed under arrest did the Miamisburg Township Police Department 
find the warrant from Vandalia. They also searched my apartment that evening after I explicitly told them they could not enter my home. After spending a year on house arrest and spending 12 grand on a lawyer, he told me he would not represent me in court. He would only plea. Damn. And I wouldn't get any of my money back if I chose to go to court. That fucking sucks. Since I had no money left at this point, I had no choice but to plea. I didn't realize at the time, but the police department has been infiltrated by the cell. Carl, my lawyer, I'm still not sure about. At the same point in time, I didn't know to look for the use of ventriloquism during our meetings. The entire point of the frame was to disarm me and damage me financially. Fuck, man. They put me right where they wanted me, on house arrest, surrounded by neighbors who were not neighbors at all, but terror cells that hides in plain sight, in plain view of society. But, okay, but the thing is, is I, I, I don't think, I don't think his neighbors, and sh his neighbors weren't actually in on it. Nobody was actually in on it. That's the thing about these attacks, is that, and he's saying it himself, <clears throat> it obviously, it makes you think that these people are your enemies, when in reality, they're not. So this is destroying his life systematically, breaking him down. Now my career was truly over because any felony on my record prevents me from working. Not only had these animals taken my life away from me, now they had destroyed my future as well. 36 years of life, building a reputation, building a career, building friendships, all taken away from the most evil pieces of shit who have ever lived. I had lost all my closest friends, my reputation would be forever tarnished, and my relationship with my family had been damaged as well. Framed for mental disorder, that is what this terror cell does. That's what they've done for a long time. They mind rape humans, they mentally molest to savagely attack people, and they destroy lives. Another incident occurred before my trial. I ordered an Uber to, for, uh, to take me home after a doctor's appointment. An overweight man in glasses by the name of Joseph was driving. He was watching me intently in his rear view. I told him to turn on Dixie Drive, and when I broke eye contact in the mirror, he muttered something quickly and out the side of his mouth, like, Little Dicky, as if in confirmation. I was... It was exactly in his voice I'd been hearing for years. Not the sound of his voice, but the quickly spoken Little Dicky that sounded similar to Dixie. I watched him intently the rest of the ride, and he would only speak when I broke eye contact in the mirror. Like, the second I started focusing on something else was the only time he would mutter or speak. It might seem to the reader that this was some coincidence, but it was very clear to me that this shit head was involved. I've placed his picture at the end of this paper along with the license plate I was able to collect from the convoy. My parents, brothers, and sisters still refuse to believe that something evil, this evil could exist. I've argued with them over and over, but they refuse to see logic. They say, prove this exists. I say, prove this doesn't exist. It's just so p pathetically obvious, obvious to so many victims, but honestly, how can you prove telepathy exists? How can you prove to somebody that you can hear or see something they cannot? At this point, I'd given up on trying to convince my family, as sad as that is. They simply refuse to believe that something this evil could exist. What I've come to understand is that my entire life is being operated on by this terror cell, which is why they won't believe me. Their opinions are being manipulated at a subliminal level. They're being Mr. Smith. The difference is that they interpret these thoughts and feelings as their own. My older brother and his family live in the same neighborhood in Butler Township. They have no idea that their neighbors, classmates, co-workers, and have all been compelling their thoughts and emotions this entire lifetime. Same with my little brother in Cincinnati and sister in Columbus. All the three neighbors infested with the thought Gestapo members, all using ventriloquist telepathy, telepathy to monitor and manipulate their targets. They thrive on frustration and sorrow, using their terror technique to control and stimulate emotional outbursts from their victims. This sounds like archons and lizard people, bro. Like, seriously. And he says they'll, they've infiltrated certain parts of the government. This sounds like either fifth-dimensional fifth, like fifth dimensional beings, dude. Archons, lizard people, the greys, dude. Uh, fucking A, dude. This sounds like fucking extraterrestrial shit or, like, lizard people shit or CIA shit. Revealing in the fact that their victims are clueless to the abuse with which they are being subjected to. Remember those kinky porn sites I mentioned earlier and the horrific emotional attack I went through after Izzy? 
they are causing transgenderism among many other things. That's why they had me pretending to be female while I masturbated. Transgenderism is a symptom of a terror attack. It's not some phenomenon. Bruce Jenner is a victim. Amy Schneider from Jeopardy is a victim. Amy Schneider also went to Clamande Junivale, Clam, fuck, some high school here in Dayton. Bo Bergadal is a victim. Bo now, oh, I fucking said her last name. Whoops. Oh, these are pe fucking famous people. Whatever. Bo now identifies as Chelsea Manning. If you're not familiar with Bergadal, here's a w Wikipedia link. Alrighty. I would assume that these three, along with countless others, have no idea that what has happened to them. The porn and the ability to hear the ventriloquist telepathy is not necessary to affect a human being in such an extreme way. It's what these animals get off on. A political statement is being made at destroying human life and personality destruction, humiliation, and fear are the biggest weapons. On June 27, 2009, Bergendahl sent an email to his parents before he was captured. Bob Bergendahl responded to his son's message not long after he received it. What Bob said is extremely insightful. He says exactly what a mind rapist would say to a victim. Here's Bob's response. Obey your conscience. Dear Bo, in matters of life and death, and especially at war, it is never safe to ignore one's conscience. Ethics demands obedience to our conscience. It is best to have a systematic oral defense of what our conscience demands. Stand with like-minded men when possible. What is clear to me, and what is hard for anyone else to grasp, is that Bob Bergenall is either on the same side as the terrorist who captured his son, or he is being mind-controlled by a terror cell that surrounds his home. He tells Bo to obey his conscience, a conscience that is being manipulated and controlled telepathically by a human satellite system. Based on my understanding on this form of terrorism, members of Bo's own battalion were involved, along with the men who captured him. Their uniforms mean nothing. The political beliefs they claim it to uphold means nothing. The American flag in front of their house means nothing. It's a sick joke to them. They are all on the same side. And if you can't comprehend why it's possible that a father would do this to his own child, then you have no idea what kind of evil we are up against. Yeah, that's fucking right. You guy fucking A. You blue-pilled fucking sheep will have no idea the evil we are up against. I don't think it's likely, but definitely possible considering the animals, animalistic pieces of shit that comp comprise this terror cell. Fucking A, I'm getting hard at reading. I'm not good at reading. Sorry, guys. Continuing on. Bob Bales is another victim, though he is unaware of what happened to him. Bob Bales is a former United States Army sniper who committed the Canadar massacre in March 2012. Bob was also roommates with my older brother Kevin at the Ohio State University. This is not a coincidence. My brother claims that Bob could not have been considered emotionally unstable throughout college. Okay, wow. So he, so he has a connection with another shooter. What is clear to me is that Bob was being operated on his entire lifetime, just like myself and my family. Wow, these animals use emotion against human beings. While Bob was stationed at Camp Balambi, he was clearly being operated on by other men and women stationed at the camp. He felt that he deserved a promotion, and the ventriloquist telepathists around him were completely aware of this. It's probable that they it's probable that they manipulated this. Though Bob might have been frustrated with the situation, the animals operating on him would have projected more frustration. They would have projected more anger. Bob's family was also under financial strain at the time which would have been orchestrated by the ventriloquist telepathist that surrounded his family in the Washington state. Before he committed the massacre, Bob was drinking and taking sleeping pills, all orchestrated by the ventriloquist telepathy. Remember, they control impulses. The impulse to drink, the impulse to take pills. Then, Bob complaining about not being able to sleep, sleep deprivation just like they have used on me for so long, increased heart rate as I lay down for bed, etc. Bob also spoke of lights being turned on and off in nearby villages. The ventriloquist telepaths would see this through Bob's eyes and they would produce paranoia just like they did with all of their victims just like they do with every shooter that they activate just like they do with every shooter that they activate oh my fucking god dude just like they do with every shooter that they activate in this fucking email bro Jesus fucking Murphy okay 
I'm not sure what differentiates me from victims who cannot hear this form of ventriloquism, but I know I was meant to hear it for one specific reason, cruelty. Targeted individuals exist so that this terror cell can emotionally activate their victims and or frame them for mental disorders. I believe I was act act attacked on the trading floor because of my financial success and my political beliefs. Holy fucking shit. I believe that this attack began when I was in high school and moved into this neighborhood. I believe the intensity of the attack increased to include the voice hearing because I came home in 2017 to sit out my non-compete. That's when... <clears throat> That's why my trading operation and my entire life was sabotaged. The neighborhood I moved into when I was 15 years old was compromised of a telepathy cell. As soon as these terrorists realized I had a chance to make a lot of money, they attacked, making sure I had no chance of succeeding with my business venture. It's also another form of what these terrorists consider to be domination, financial domination. Holy shit. So it's like maybe these power elites didn't like what he thought about. I had fucking Christ, dude. I don't know. Whoa. I'm knocking over vape juice, getting all fucking wigged out, wigged out and jiggy. All right. While I was looking for jobs in Chicago 2017 after leaving, leaving Sumo and still living in Jason something's guest bedroom, I was on the phone with my mother who expressed that she wanted me to come home. I thought it to be a very strange request given that I had no interest at all in working in Dayton and I hadn't lived with my parents for 20 years. I was sending out resumes in Chicago, in Chicago and Denver. At the time, I didn't realize my mother was a victim as well. Now I realize I was righted right back to my parents' house in Dayton for one reason, so I would be surrounded on all sides by terrorists who could abuse my mind, my life, and my family in the most disgusting ways imaginable. I was also informed that Jason sent my little brother a message on Facebook before I arrived in Dayton, essentially saying I might be experiencing some sort of mental breakdown. What the fuck, dude? Jason had absolutely no reason to do this, given that I had shown him no sign whatsoever any problem at all. As far as he knew, I had decided to quit my job search and move back home to look for a job in Dayton, so I arrived home to a family who had already been informed that I was having some sort of crisis. And this is exactly how the terror cell operates. I considered Jason to be a good friend. We lived together as roommates for years. I stood in his wedding and we had, and he had done me a huge favor by letting me stay in his guest bedroom after my lease expired. But then I remembered something Jason and his father had shown me when we lived together in Sheffield. They stood in the living room and did different voice impressions for me, just showing off this funny little skill they had acquired. It didn't hit me until years later that they could have been showing me. It's possible that they were showing off in front of in front of one of their victims, knowing I would be oblivious to what they were really showing me. If it's true, then Jason's entire family would be a part of the same terror cell. That's why he randomly moved into our apartment and happened to grow up in Dayton, Ohio. Mark hadn't randomly found him on Craigslist. Mark had been manipulated much like I had been with my mouse clicks. <clears throat> I can't be positive that Jason is involved. And based on how the terror cell operates, one of their goals would have been to separate me from a good friend like Jason, and another goal would be to produce paranoia. So I would believe Jason was involved. I can't be sure about the voice impressions I mentioned earlier being a real sign of anything. But what I can be sure of is this. Jason is either part of the cell or a victim like myself and my family. Jason mentioned that one of his uncles exhibited signs of schizophrenia. What the world doesn't realize yet is that schizophrenia is not a mental disorder, it's a system of it's a symptom of a terror attack. I'm not proposing that mental health disorders don't exist. I'm telling you that voice hearers and many victims diagnosed with schizophrenia don't have a mental health disorder at all. They are victims of a telepathy cell that surrounds their homes and their families. Using using ventriloquist telepathy can to conduct a mental warfare right under society's nose. I visited Chicago in 2018, mainly to visit the trading floor and to see if I could hear any of the illegal communications being used before my arrest in Dayton. Remember how I said they were manipulating my mouse clicks? I got an Airbnb in Chicago for that trip, and somehow I ended up staying at a girl named Katie's place. I didn't realize until I got there, but Katie actually worked on the trading floor for Wolverine Trading, and her picture was not on the Airbnb where, when I booked. Again, this is not a coincidence. Katie is either involved or a victim. Based on how I know about this terror cell, I would assume she is a victim. Katie worked at the SPX pit next to me, next to one of my coworkers. 
who would often come up to the office after trading hours and jokingly bitch about how she could not stop talking about her upcoming wedding. Guess what happened? Her fiancé called off the wedding last minute. And what Katie probably hasn't realized as a possibility is that her and her fiancé could have been telepathically manipulated to destroy the relationship. And I'm sure she's probably been a victim her entire life, though probably the kind that cannot pick up on the telepathy being used against her. While on the trading floor, I identified two brokers who might have been using this form of ventriloquist telepathy. Jimmy, who worked for, who used to work for PTR in the SPX pit, and now who works for TJM, which is run by Chris, on the floor. Jimmy is ex-military, and his wife works for the Chicago Police Department. The other name is Jim. Jim used to work for PTR in the VIX pit, and worked for XFA in the VIX pit. When I was last on the floor, based on my observations, I believe they couldn't, they could be both guilty. Jimmy's status as ex-military, combined with his wife's position in the Chicago, Chicago Police Department, also seem indicative of what they may be a part of anyone working on the trading floor needs to observe their mouth at all times it will be hard if you are getting started if you are staring down at your tablet but you might be able to pick up on unnecessary movement of their mouth just before orders or in between verbal speech this form of ventriloquist telep telepathy has been used around for a long time and anyone and anyone trading options on the floor will know what a hidden form of communication means on the options exchange it's just the tip of the iceberg the convoy of soccer moms, semis, hippies, and senior citizens that is all around me when I'm driving is massive. Every member has a split personality much like they try to split mine. But this split personality is different than what we have to come to understand traditionally as split personality. While they go about their day, another part of their mind is constantly communicating with other members of the terror cell, as well as their victims, like a split-screen TV in their minds. They can, interpret, they can interpret their own reality as well as the reality that their victim is interpreting around them. They can see through their victim's eyes as clearly as they see through their own. They would have been trained from birth to do this. That way they can function in society while remaining in, a mental, while remaining in mental contact with other terrorists and victims. They also only know how to mimic human emotion. What you see and interact with is only a facade. They only know how to project emotions onto their targets in order to manipulate humans. The emotions they display with facial expressions and body language are displayed only to manipulate human beings. They do not truly experience human emotion based on my observations. The dog walking community you see around your neighborhood is not what you think it is. They use the dogs to cover up their voice commands and ventriloquism, all to create their society of obedience. They enjoy breaking their victims down. The dog walkers enjoy human beings like animals after breaking them down mentally and emotionally. What the BDSM community calls pet play or role play, these terrorists have taken to a level that is beyond horrific. The retirement community in my neighborhood enjoys taking me on dog walks while my parents are at work. They enjoy it even more because, one, the fact that my entire family does not believe me is thrown to my face every second of the day, and two, it gives them a sense of power breaking and controlling human beings. Three, they make an example of me for their children as to say, see, honey, no one will ever catch on to what we're doing. We're walking this man like our dog. We've destroyed his entire life and torture him every day, and he will always submit to our walks because if he doesn't, we'll kill one of his family members on the highway. Wow. Which is exactly what they said to me with their ventriloquism that I can hear from miles away. Fuck. Four, they send me the urge that I want to go out and walk, so once I'm out walking, there's always a man or a woman, or both usually with a dog, but not always. Once I'm in front of them or behind them, they'll send their commands to walk, what speed to walk, call me a good dog, you call me a good boy, I may pretend to be a woman while I'm walking. All of this is done telepathically. They also send pleasure or contentment when I allow their mental send to preside over my own thoughts. Once they're done walking, they send me to my room to masturbate while they fill my head with abuse and mental images like my nieces being... Oh fuck! Uh, I'm just not gonna read that part. That was that was terrible. When I say that they send me to my room, what I mean is that the urge to go to my room is sent to me. Most people would be oblivious 
that they were being mind controlled, but this has been going on so long that they're just so blatant about what they're doing at this point that I've become used to observing what my mind is being sent rather than experiencing and acting on my thoughts and emotions. So when I get the urge to do something or I find that some idea or memory is presiding over my thoughts, I already know it is being sent by the terrorist cell to manipulate me. Fuck. I did this with the neighborhood for quite some time in order to observe this terror cell in action. What I've learned about mind control is horrific. Without reading this paper, victims don't stand a chance of realizing what is happening. Humans believe that their thoughts, impulses, and emotions are being generated by themselves when the reality for the victims is that those impulses and emotions are being sent from a human satellite system that surrounds them at all times. It's subtle and extremely hard to be cognizant of what is sent and what is generated. Jim Dog City Obedience Club is yet another base of operations for this terror cell. Among its members are B Bomita Fitchbottom. Bomita is the mother of Alexis Fitchbottom, who is married to my little brother, Brendan Marlow. Okay. Fun fact about Bonita Fitchbottom. I searched her up. Okay. She is FBI. Of some sort. She's FBI of some sort. Okay. And, uh, yeah, okay, so... Yeah, Bonita is the mother of Alexis Fitchenbottom, who is married to my little brother, Brendan. Bonita's husband, Rudy, is an, is an economics professor at Wright State University, which is located conveniently next door to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Okay, so these two people are connected to the Air Force Base, and also this lady is FBI. Rudy is a staunch communist, preaching his communist ideology in the guise of, his, of an economics professor. Bonita and Rudy are both members of this terror cell, as are their children and used Alexis to infiltrate our family for political reasons. My little brother remains oblivious, though I've tried repeatedly convincing him. It's not surprising at this point, considering that his thoughts and opinions are being controlled by his wife and the terror cell that surrounds him. The Fitchin Bottoms and their massive terror cell they belong to have attacked me and my family for one reason, politics. They've destroyed my entire life, framed me for a mental disorder, mind-raped, and tortured me for years financially, and dominated me, all to produce an active shooter event, holy fuck, and or another Bruce Jenner in Dayton, Ohio. Once they realized that was never happening, and that I wasn't going to commit suicide, I was introduced to the dog walking community. This is what my family cannot comprehend, not only because I, it is so sadistically evil, but because they're all victims unaware that their thoughts are being manipulated. These terrorists take great pleasure in parading the Marlowe's conservative son, the fallen position manager from Chicago all around Dayton, and they take great pleasure in torturing me while they mind rape my family in front of me. They especially love threatening the lives of my nieces and nephews. It's a level of pathetic and evil that is incomprehensible to human beings. My parents have no idea that the high school girl next door, along with her parents, enjoy torturing her son. Jesus Christ. I traveled to Park City, Utah in 2020 to do some snowboarding. My next door neighbor at 7204 Hard Hardwick Place told me he was in Park City at the end of February too. Quite the coincidence, right? This was before I knew that almost my entire neighborhood was involved in the attack. They weren't only people who followed me and many people on my flight belonged to this thought Gestapo as well. The neighbors across the street from my parents' house at 2612 Harvest Straw moved right in when I moved back from Chicago. Okay, so he's talking now, now he's talking about the victims. So so the the neighbors across the street, that's the old couple, and then the neighbors across the way that he's talking about the high school girl, that's that's the young couple, that's the uh that's the Sarah Anderson and then the young kid that her daughter. So this is the type of shit, dude, that, that, that is getting into people's heads and they're fucking thinking that their neighbors and people that they know are just, are, uh, are their enemies. One of them screamed the name Izzy from their driveway while I was out front smoking one day. They should have no idea who that woman is, had no idea what her significance is to me. They did this while I was on probation in all an attempt to enlist an emotional reaction for me and violate my probation. Also of note is another incident that occurred while I was living in Autumn Woods' apartment before my arrest. I went into the Midas at 1980 Miamisburg, Centerville Road, and two people followed me in. 
One was overweight middle-aged woman named Lisa, and the other one was a white male in his late 20s, early 30s, with the name of Horvath. I later saw Lisa at the house next door to my parents at 7204 Hardwick. Again, this is before I realized that almost every single person in the neighborhood was a part of the same terror cell. They have completely blackballed me from working anywhere but the places that will allow me to work, which basically means the only job that will be considered for are extremely low pay, and I'll be surrounded by co-workers who are part of the terror cell. They are able to do this by mentally controlling anyone looking at my resume as well as manipulating my mouse clips until I'm rotated right back where they want me to be. Most recently, I was working for a company called Blue Green Vacations, which sells timeshares out of their kiosks at Cabela's locations throughout the U.S. It's a job for 19-year-old college students who have that summer off. I was hired with eight, eight other people, all of whom were involved with this terror cell. I didn't realize this when I was hired, that, was that this was happening. But it became very clear to me that every employee at Cabela's was involved. They took great pleasure in parading their position manager from Chicago around the store making $12 an hour while I tried to sell vacation packages to them. All while they practiced their mind control and obedience trading. Many members of the cell purchased weapons at the store, and they made a point to walk by me and let me know that they were armed and that they had disarmed me. Cabela's is also pet friendly, so the dog walking community is welcome inside the store. A contingent of the terror cell that was operating on inside me and the Cabela's were active duty military coming up from Wright Patterson Air Force Base to dominate me inside the store. Once I realized every single person in the store was operating on me, I started clocking in and leaving immediately. I would spend the day driving around Dayton, obeying the subliminal commands I was being given for fear of my life. This went on for months, and Blue Green Vacations never fired me because every member of the company is part of the cell. When I finally got off probation, and attempted to report this to the FBI, Blue Green fired me instantly, all a part of their sick mind, rape, control, and oppression. Damn. Many people in this terror cell have personalized license plate numbers. For example, the first letters might say HOE or HIZ, most referencing some sort of sexual innuendo or BDSM reference. Many others will use a condescent for their middle letter. For example, HRX. The human brain has been trained to make sense out of these three letters, so the terrorist believes the sub that subconsciously your brain will read H -E HRX as HEX because they are placing a hex on you while you drive. GDD would read as God, much like when you do an eye exam, your brain automatically tries to make sense of what it is interpreting, hence you might read O instead of C. This is just one example, but as you observe the convoy, you will see many personalized plate numbers, and many plate numbers that don't seem personalized until you replace the consonants with vowels. The plate numbers do not have to have a sexual connotation at all, but many do. Although we as human beings would place no significance in seeing personalized plate number, this terrorist cell believes that whatever mechanism our brain uses to interact a personalized plate number is of great importance. If you notice a few of these plate numbers on the highway, then you need to realize that you are surrounded by. You need to, you know, you need to realize what you are surrounded by. They also like using bumper stickers. The most obvious are middle finger stickers and the hook, hook em horns, hand signals, which represent devil worship to this terror cell. Many of the drivers also place their seats back so that if you pull up next to them at a stoplight, their face will be hidden. This guy's fucking losing it at this point, bro. <coughs> He's losing it. He is losing it at this point, bro. These terrorists have a code that they adhere to. It is all about what they interpret as obedience or dominance. What you think is common courtesy, they interpret as obedience. For example, holding the door for someone, such as a small meaningless thing. However, if you are mind-controlled into holding the door for someone, they interpret that as dominance. How many times have you held the door for someone without even thinking about it? That's the catch. You didn't think about it. You think you did it automatically when the reality is you were responding to a subliminal command. Same with lane changes, smoking, hitting brakes. They're all interpreted by terrorists as obedience because the victim is obeying without being aware of it. Every time you are on the highway and you drift right or left past a, or a car passes, you are being shifted right or left. It's not the wind. And it's these tiny, tiny little things that they get off on. Every little bit of frustration they can add to your life they revel in. When you, when you get slightly frustrated, they increase that frustration. When you get sad, they increase that sadness. Every time you roll over in bed, every time you open the refrigerator, every moment 
has been programmed by the terror cell that is operating on you. Hot flashes, yawns, chills, losing your balance, sneezing, an itch on your earlobe, scratching your head, all can be triggered by the terror cell. It's been happening your entire life. That's why it's so hard to pick up on what is being done to you. Every time you buy gas, every time you buy groceries, your eyes are being controlled with ventriloquist telepathy. You make eye contact with the cashier. He, she barely moves past their lips and says, look down. And you look down at the credit card machine. When you're finishing up, but still looking down, the cashier says, look up. Just a tiny movement of the lips and you look up. This guy's losing it. The cashier also gave you the subliminal command to look up just before you make eye contact with him. They even set up the CC machines at checkout to malfunction just to frustrate and delay you. You think that thoughts and emotions are randomly generated in your mind? When many of them are sent to you, they enjoy committing murder on the highway, steering their victims off the road. And once they've committed the murder, they attack the family members emotionally. What would already be extremely difficult to get through, they make a thousand times harder. They especially enjoy secluding their victims, so they have no emotional support. It makes it easier to attack someone mentally if they are alone with the pain. Much easier to turn the grieving process into something much more extreme and painful. I can't list all of the displays of intimidation I've had to endure in the last five years as I go through this waking nightmare, but a few are worth mentioning. Two guys blocked me in the driving range in a show of intimidation. The entire parking lot was open. One was elderly and drove a yellow Porsche. The other was middle-aged and fairly big and looked like he belonged on a Harley. They parked both of their cars behind mine, and I was the only car in the parking lot on National Road. They just stood there with arms crossed while I hit balls. I was attacked by one of the neighbors while sitting in my car. Sean lives a block away from my parents on Coppersmith, or that's where his girlfriend lives. One evening, I'm pulling out of my neighborhood onto Bradford Road to buy some cigarettes, and this guy on a motorcycle at least 200 yards away, coming in the opposite uh, direction, flips me off. Not just a quick middle finger, literally the entire time he is approaching me and passing me. Then he turns on Coppersmith into my neighborhood, so I turned around to see what the issue was. I saw him turn into the driveway, and I stopped in the street in front of the house. As I was rolling on, as I was rolling my window down to ask what the problem was, this maniac runs to my car and starts punching me through the window before I even got a word out of my mouth. Then he pulls his shirt up to show me a handgun he's carrying. I was still on probation when this happened, so getting involved in any sort of altercation was out of the question. These terrorists are well aware of that fact and tried to provoke me on multiple occasions. At the time, I was unaware that almost... At the time, I was unaware that almost the entire neighborhood was involved. What also be noticed is the middle finger. Sean used so aggressively. The convoy I've been speaking of has been flipping me off for years. 30 cars will pass me on the highway, all with heads hanging out the window and flipping me off, screaming at the top of their lungs. It's a daily occurrence. If you look at the Stockerbees website, you'll see why this is significant. Jesus. Many of the pictures on the website depict women flipping you off. The middle finger is also displayed in some other porn videos, which are described as loser joy where the porn star instructs you to masturbate while she insults you and flips you off. This behavior stopped immediately once I put a camera up in my car. Also, I've noticed the presence of gays, lesbians, and transgenders being prominent among those who are part of this convoy. Their presence is not overwhelming, given that members of this convoy seem to compromise all walks of life, but it is clearly that the LGBT community would want to make this political statement. Many of these members have shaved heads so they can wear different wigs. Remember the blackmail website I mentioned earlier? They advertise on Pornhub to take humiliating pictures of the victims and blackmail them. It appears that a large proportion of these males in the convoy are wearing wigs, and when they are not wearing the wigs, they would look like skinheads. I see the same thing with females in the convoy, but not quite as many. Many other videos by Sissy Subliminal, Emperor Hypnosis, etc. are mashups of multiple porn videos. Some of them are overlaid with sound recordings that are layered, maybe five or six layers deep with music, sound bites, and voice recordings. It's a type of subliminal audio technique where your brain focuses on the sound at the top of the audio range while your brain fails to consciously hear the other layers, but your subconscious mind picks up everything. Think about sitting in a noisy restaurant. You can probably focus on one conversation next to you, but if you try to eavesdrop on multiple conversations at once, it would 
be much more difficult to follow. I believe that these terrorists are good at doing that. When my brain multitasks, I jump back and forth between both conversations, trying to use context clues to fill in what I missed. And when I when I change my focus between conversation one and two, these terrorists have been trained to split their focus so they can completely concentrate on both conversations at the same time. But they do this telepathically, so they can listen and manipulate someone's thoughts while they converse with them, or operate telepathically on multiple targets at once. So while Susie is making lemonade and appears to be a normal human being, she's also focused telepathically on the victims who live across the street. And while Susie appears not to know her other neighbors, they are in fact part of the same terror cell surrounding the homes of their victims. Like the subliminal audio technique I just mentioned, I also found something interesting called sine wave speech. Here's the link explaining what it is. And then his link is concluded right there. And then it seems very similar to what I've been experiencing before I realized the majority of this neighborhood was a part of the same terror cell. It seemed like the ambient noise of the highway at night acted like a background for the voices I was hearing. I actually thought the voices were originating from the highway. It seems very likely, but I have been unable to ascertain the range of this weapon. The highway is only a few miles away. It seemed very similar to the background noise produced in this video. I also thought it was odd that the disinformation project was responsible for the video, given that disinformation was one of the main strategies these animals used on my mind to ruin my life. If I don't have the windows down... When I drive, it seems like I can't get the voices in direction. If I crack the window, it seems like the voices originate from the window. Same when I fall asleep at night. Knowing that my neighborhood is involved, it still seems like most of the voices are mental torture all originate from my window in my bedroom, whereas if I'm outside, it is clear which house the voices originate from. The convoy has also been driving me around Dayton. They send me the urge to go out to my car and start driving. Since I leave with no destination mind, I simply wait for the command to turn or go straight at every intersection. The second I leave my neighborhood and turn on Brantford, I fall with a few cars and the convoy proceeds to drive me around Dayton and the surrounding areas. The mental torture is always constant, but also like driving me to neighborhoods where people want to talk to me. They also have people passing me on the opposite side of the road and they have been training me to look at passing drivers and pretend I'm female, even mentally sending me the image of the girl I'm supposed to be mentally projecting. Once I've assumed the role of said girl, they move my eyes so that I look at every passing driver and they tell me to smile each time they pass when i smile they hit me mentally with what i can only call contentment not quite turned on sexually fuck this guy's losing it but something just short of that possibly a, re a release of endorphins they are able to mentally project this pleasure like the other emotions i've mentioned it's not as if the smile is necessary considering they have done this to me in other settings sometimes they move my eyes up to their face with the look up command and i'm instantly hit with the feeling of contentment oddly enough it's usually overweight women and senior citizens which is why the feeling is so alien and so noticeable, also a bit comical considering how desperate it seems. And considering the scope and magnitude of this attack, it seems sheer lunacy to do with do this with me. However, if this were used on any up-and-coming senator at a fundraiser with a beautiful woman as the perpetrator, the implications are pretty obvious. Love at first sight and the oblivious senator, and the oblivious senator would become her pawn, wielding her thoughts and opinions on the floor of the Senate. The senator would believe every thought and word she spoke. Every every thought and word he spoke were his own, never realizing he's a victim of the most disgusting human rights violation in mankind of history, not to mention an act of terrorism. He would never realize that he was manipulated into falling for his enemy. I have to assume that based on the sample size here in Dayton, they are in every, count, uh, every country doing the exact same thing. Targeted individuals have been reported all over the world. I've been very clear to them that I'm simply using them to scout out their terror cell, but they can only read me emotionally. So if I remain in control of my emotions, they believe they are safe to keep driving me around Dayton. I believe I've, I, I've identified other victims I went to school with. Julie, who was a beautiful blonde soccer player in high school, suddenly developed a mental disorder. It came as a shock to everyone except the terrorists who produced it. She was mind controlled, attacked, humiliated, and framed for a mental disorder as a teenager. Can you imagine that they would do that to a high school girl? 
Humiliated, shunned by her friends, confused and tortured with the same technique they were using on me, she would have absolutely no chance of defending herself. Her life was destroyed It even begin before it even began. I'm not sure where Julie... I'm not sure Julie is aware of what happened to her in high school, and I have not spoken to her, but it seems very likely she is a victim of, she is a victim of the same terror, uh, terror attack. Patsina is another girl I went to high school with. Her father was my elementary gym teacher. A few years after college, I heard a terrible story from one of Pat's and I musical friends. She got married to a man named Ryan, and the two of them were raising four kids. The three-year-old tragically shot himself. Again, I don't believe this was an accident. I believe it was murder. The child did not randomly find the gun and shoot himself. He was mind-raped. The terror cell walked him to the gun and he got the urge to point the gun at his face and pull the trigger then patsina shipped down to texas for a number of years with her husband and their remaining children she recently moved back to vandila and she is now a member of this terror cell walking in crestwood hills and using their form of ventriloquist telepathy it's the exact same pattern over and over create emotional devastation mentally attack and torture the victims while enhancing any, any negative emotions they are feeling seclude the victim cut off cut them off from parents friends and any support system they might have in place Pat was most likely put through the same torture I have been enduring for years. It was also possible she's not even aware she was being attacked by this telepathy cell, but she is definitely participating actively with the terror cell at this point. In 2019, the five-year-old daughter of the Vendelia Butler School Superintendent was struck and killed by the car at the Catholic Church Family Camp Land. Family Land Camp. Again, I don't believe this was one some I don't believe this was some tragic accident. This was cold-blooded murder. The teenage driver either did this on purpose or was mind raped into doing it. They remote control human beings while they drive and they use it on their own car and they use their own cars as weapons, killing for fun and claiming it was an accident. Here's a link to the story. Because they wouldn't want to endanger their own lives, their chosen method of murder is run two victims into one another or remote control a victim off the road while they experience highway hypnosis. Jackie is another girl I went to high school with. She was driving Back to Bowling Green State University on her way back from spring break, Florida and spring break in Florida. She and three of her friends were run off the road by a semi. It was ruled an accident, but it was cold blooded murder, all to create emotional devastation in the community as well as their families. In 2016, a 17-year-old Alex was killed in a single car accident. Another Vandalia Butler High School student. Same thing, same reason. Cold-blooded murder to emotionally devastate the family and community. Here's the article. They have bragged about all these victims to me many times telepathically. In 2019, this terror cell produced a mass shooting in Dayton, Ohio. 24-year-old Connor Betts shot and killed 9 people and wounded 17 others. His 22-year-old sister Megan is transgendered. I don't believe this is a coincidence. This mass shooting occurred just one month after I got arrested and lost my own rights to firearms. I believe they were setting me up to be the shooter. Holy fucking shit. I believe they were setting me up to be the shooter. But when they realized I was only going to Tyson's, the old man I mentioned in the maroon SUV tried to intervene. It's possible Tyson is part of the cell, and when they were trying to protect their own with their police intervening illegally before I committed a crime. I'm only speculating as to Tyson's involvement. I have never made a direct observation of him using the ventriloquism like the neighbors that surrounded my parents' home, or the convoy of cars that constantly surround me when I'm driving that uses hand signals of ventriloquism to identify themselves. Once I lost my right to own firearms, I believed they moved... On to Connor Betts, I have to assume that Connor was a victim of the ventriloquist telepathy his entire life. Every bartender, every waitress involved would have known it was coming. That's why the shooting took place outside. I would bet that every victim of the shooting was not part of the terror cell. They would make sure their own people were kept at a safe distance. Okay, so one thing that I want to mention that is insanely wild to me is that I had somebody hit me up on Reddit and send me this email. So this email is circulating around on the internet, okay? And... Um, since this has been up, not only this email, but the video, um, they, the news has been trying to scrub the existence of like any, any talk, any official talk about anything that has to do with the mind control, anything that has to do with the video, anything that has to do with the emails. Um, they're now trying to post it as a robbery saying that this is a robbery that was happening. Um, I had somebody hit me up on Reddit and this person was like sending me pictures and talking about how they were close 
with this guy that did all this shit and saying that nobody saw it coming and blah, 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 or not blah, blah, blah. That was disrespectful, but a bunch of stuff that was like, that's just like heavy shit, dude, telling me a bunch of heavy shit. And then I get back onto my post, my initial post, and there's fucking accounts on there. There's accounts on there that, that mind you have no fucking karma because they haven't commented on anything at all. They were made a couple of months ago, random accounts with no comments on anything else except for my post now. And they're saying shit like, they knew Steven their whole life and he was a schizophrenic, diagnosed schizophrenic, and he should have never had guns in the first place. But here he's saying that he lost his rights to firearms. And I've had three fucking people comment on my post on Reddit being like, oh, dude, you're a douchebag because you're talking about these people and talking about this guy possibly being mind controlled. When in my opinion, dude, that's honest. That's fucking shilling, dude. That's shilling. That's like bots or something that has to be like bots or something that is part of some sort of fucking algorithm that's trying to shut this fucking story up. Like I said, this story was going to get shut up. In this email, this guy is obviously losing his fucking mind, okay? But let's not forget the fact that he is under attack. Let's not forget that. This email of him going through it and just literally losing his fucking grasp on reality, thats it's literally him under attack, bro. So let's continue. This is fucking wild. I believe the Zindrick family in Chicago is also a part of the ventriloquist telepathy. The Zindricks and my family have been extremely close since childhood. Kevin, Brian, and Dan are like brothers to me and always will be. That's why my relationship with Dan was one of the first things they destroyed. I was convinced that Dan Zindrick was involved in the attack in the Chicago while I lived at Jason's house because of the paranoia and tactics I mentioned earlier. The Zindricks also identify as conservative and Catholic. Once the voices convinced me that Dan was involved, they started convincing me that the entire family was involved. I tried confronting Dan over the phone, but he wasn't having any, any of it. All I heard was his angry friend exhibiting what must have seemed like a mental disorder and I can't blame him at all. Considering what I've learned about this terror attack, I've completely lost touch with all three brothers, and as devastating as it has been, I realize now that they could also be victims. We haven't talked to each other in years. I've missed the birth of their children. They have no idea what has happened to my life, and they're oblivious to why they might not have thought to reach out to me. If I'm correct, then every time... One of them thinks about giving me a call. The terror cell operating on them will subtly send them a reason not to, a distraction, an excuse. I'll call when I get home and then forget. Memory block. Like my brothers and sisters whose lives who have been who have not been completely destroyed, I believe the Zendricks are victims nonetheless. I know that I, Jackie, and Patsine all went to St. Christopher's Church in Valdina growing up. This is another pattern I've picked up. Most victims I have identified identified are conservative and or Christian Catholic. Rachel in, in Rachel in California, I believe was being controlled by the Asian woman she was staying with. She identifies as conservative. I would have to assume that would make the Asian woman Rachel's alpha, and that would make Rachel her, Rachel her beta. Terms the cells use often with me. Due to the size and scope of this attack, I don't want to assume that only conservatives are being attacked, but I cannot help but notice this trend. It's, poss it's possible Chris Kyle was a victim of politically motivated murder. That would make his killer, Eddie Ruth, a victim of ventriloquist telepathy. Amy Schneider, transgendered from Jeopardy, went to Caminade Julian Catholic High School here in Dayton. The only possible motive or theme I see is anti-Christian slash Catholic and anti-conservative. However, I'm familiar enough with these psychologically evil pieces of shit to know they don't really need a reason to do anything. I see at least three generations involved, which tells me that the technology they must be using to do this might not be nearly as sophisticated as I originally believed. In fact, I think it must be extremely simple. Since I know they can read my thoughts and the thoughts of every victim I know, Electricity must be involved. I mean, brainwaves and everything are all just electricity. The electricity my brain creates, I can only speculate electromagnetism may be involved. It says if my mind was plugged into an amplifier at 35 years of age, I had my wisdom teeth removed when I was 26 years old, and it's possible something was implanted. But I have to stress that it's my only speculation. Some sort of electro electronic field 
has has to be involved for them to send mental imagery to my mind's eye, as well as the physical sensations and emotions I mentioned earlier. I believe my entire family is being attacked and manipulated, but they are, but if they are it, it must be much more subtle. If they are, it must be much more subtle than the torment they have put me through. And because of me, they will never attack one of my family members in a similar manner. They will only block my family from ever believing it was truly happening to me. I also know that while I can hear the constant torture, I've also become very adept at observing the thoughts, emotions, or perspective that I know are not my own. However, I cannot hear any of the commands being sent to my family members. I can only observe the symptoms, distracted driving, phantom inching on scalpel, yawning, forgetfulness, etc. It implies that some sort of tuning might be taking place. Perhaps the subliminal commands my father is receiving are more are an octave too high or too low for me to pick up on. Or if EMF is involved, then maybe my antenna doesn't receive what my what my mother's does. Electromagnetic frequencies, yeah, EMF EMF radiation and shit is real shit, dude. That EMF technology is real shit. EMF weaponry is real shit. It's also possible that the victims have had nothing to do with them physically and that only the terror cell has been modified. Some sort of the field is being generated and it's not just me. It's around everyone. It's part acoustic, one part electronic. The ventriloquism is acoustic and our brain activity is the electronic. As if they are using the radio waves all around us to create some sort of resonance. They are able to manipulate electric impulses in our brains so that we feel the sensation of an itch on our earlobe, tightness in our muscles, yawns, sneezes, along with many other sensations they are able to artificially create. They can also create acoustic sounds around me that my parents can hear, like the sound of a plastic bottle that has been deformed popping back up into place, or a pop in the wall that my mother assumes must just be the house settling. They do this to me even while I'm driving. They are also able to change direction from which I hear a sound. For instance, I was laying on the couch and a flying ant was buzzing on a piece of notebook paper on the floor below my left ear. The notebook paper amplified the sound somewhat as the wings beat against it. As these childish evil pieces of shit often like to do with me, they begin to show off the sound of the buzzing begin to move around the room, but the ant never left the notebook paper. I'm not sure how they do it, but I know that the human ear locates sound with time lag. The sound takes longer to reach one ear, then the brain processes this time lag and gives you the direction of the sound. Somehow they are able to manipulate my brain to misinterpret this time lag, thus changing the direction from which the sound was originating. I've also observed this terror cell uses this form of ventriloquist telepathy as a sort of double talk. When these terrorists are not speaking verbally, their mouths will remain open or cracked, and you can observe tiny movements of the lips and tongue. If you can move your eyes back to their mouths quickly enough, here is an example. In pornography where you can observe double talk, eye control, and some hand and body movements used to produce eye control, you will have to watch her mouth closely as she speaks to catch the double talk. Same for the body movements the, uh, same for the body movements and gestures designed to control your eyes. It's all choreographed, and it's exactly what they do in the real world, working as one cohesive collector to murder, sabotage, and destroy lives. And then he fucking literally <laughs> he included an X hamster link. Not clicking that. Not clicking that. Beginning of video, jerk off to lesbian sadism, okay? Watch her lips. Five seconds in when she says this, her lips make an M where they shouldn't, where there shouldn't be one. Sort of is, sort of, some of it's too fast even for me, but a lip reader might have better luck. I think most view, most viewers can observe lock instead of cock at 122. 240, she covers her mouth and uses her thumb to direct your eyes to her face. Her double speak and... Her, her double speak and all body motions are choreographed throughout the entire video. It's every single movement, everything she says. I'm just trying to point out the most obvious examples. Eye control is manipulated with her hand movements throughout this entire video. Every time she moves her hair over her left ear, she points at her face and makes the sign for threesome. You can only you can see one example of this at 312 and again at 409. And then at 412, you can see another clear example of eye contact control. The viewer will look at the right side of the screen, then at her face, then back at the right side of the screen because of her hand movements. You will see something similar at 539. 
A porn star who gives by who goes by the name of Mistress T is also a part of this convoy. I've spotted her in passing cars a few times. The last few cars as they tortured me. Mistress T is not Mistress T is not a porn star. Mistress T is just the alter ego she uses as cover while she participates in this terror attack. Damn. Okay, this guy's fucking losing it, dude, at this point. Somehow they are able to stay one step ahead of your verbal thought information. It's a little hard to explain, but I'll do it. I'll do my best. If I say what goes up must come, then you know that down is the next word in the sentence, right? But as I say that phrase, I already know I'm setting you up to say down. So before you say down, I'm already going to say ahead of you. I'm already moving ahead of you down to control the conversation. They do this on a mental level as they converse with you. That small gap of time between the subconscious thought and the sentence formation is being abused. They are slowing us down and taking advantage of that gap. As we interpret something, form a thought or opinion, and prepare our response, these terrorists are already jumping ahead to manipulate the response we are forming. And this is as basic as it gets for these animals. Something we victims have no concept of is that they do effortly. Ah, something, something we victims have no concept of, they do effortlessly. So while we form an opinion or verbal response, they jump ahead with their telepathy to manipulate the thought we are forming. We as victims have no clue that our thoughts were manipulated and interpret these thoughts as our own. They also use motor function to produce re reactionary motor function. They also use motor function to produce reactionary motor function. So anything we might think of as habit or repetitive movement, they use to distract the body while they produce reactionary motor function. A few examples. I'm compelled to swirl, spit in my mouth. The brief time I'm preoccupied with this, I unconsciously roll my window down to spit, never realizing I was compelled to roll the window down. I am compelled to swirl, spit. I don't know what the fuck this guy's even trying to say in this email at this point. I bring a cigarette to my mouth. At this moment, as this movement occurs, I unconsciously lean against the post on my back porch, not realizing that that lean was produced by someone else. Yeah, oh yeah, okay, I see what he's saying now. I yawn while laying on the couch. As I yawn, I unconsciously rolled my side to get comfortable. So he's saying every unconscious movement is like done by someone else. I use my thumb to pick up. I, I use my thumb to pick a callus on my middle finger. As I'm picking, I compelled to swirl spit in my mouth. Yeah, okay, he's just losing it. It's a never-ending cycle. All of our repetitive habits, nervous tick, tapping your foot, have all been programmed to distract. And while our mind is distracted for that brief moment, we are subliminally compelled to produce the next movement. It's been happening your entire life, and if you are a victim like my entire family is, then every neighbor, every car you see on the road is working against you. The programming produced constant motor function, toe wiggles, finger taps, swallow, all to distract your brain while you are hit by the next impulse. And by controlling your impulses, they control social interaction. It is mind control on a massive scale. Your perspective on anything you are observing, whether you are having a conversation or watching a movie, is being manipulated by a thought Gestapo that is all around you, in the form of a human satellite system that is using ventriloquist telepathy. Ventriloquism and eye control can also be observed in movies and television. I can't possibly list them all, but here are a few examples. And then he just goes on to give examples from different movies, so I'm just going to skip that part. Um, many of the terrorists who have exposed themselves to me are members of different congregations all over town. Christian Life Centers on Little York near my parents' house. Second Covenant Opalistic Church near Two Rivers Community Church. Dude, I, I fucking suck at reading. I'm so sorry. Um, Jehovah's Witnesses. Many members of the convoy have personally played numbers with displaying JW in some fashion or another. It's all a part of their cover. They have no religion. They only do it to prey upon members of the congregation. Their lives, religions, identities, all fabricated to... To fool the population firmly entrenched in the foundations of our society they use police to intimidate city road crews to block the roads that you use and even cause traffic jams just to slow you down and create frustrations many many members of the cell work for the city public works department and can be spotted by their bright green shirts it gives them cartel carte blanc carte blanc i can't i don't know what that word is to set up their roadblocks working on power lines that don't need to be worked on fixing water mains that were never malfunctioning all the inconvenience monitor and intimidate their targets all working together with their ventriloquist telepathy so there is no proof that they are organized i must assume that the terror attack i'm witnessing in dayton is just a microchasm of 
of what is happening all over the world in every country. In 2019, I moved into Autumnwood Apartments in Miamisburg before my arrest in July. While I was there, an old man who lived directly across from me started talking to me in the parking lot. I have never met this man in my life, but he started talking to me about my golf game as if he knew me. At this point in time, I was still extremely confused about what was happening to me and spent a large part of my days curled up on the floor of my apartment trying to endure the mind rape as that was taking place. The only reason I was even playing golf at this point was to establish some sort of freedom, some sort of humanity as this mind rape took place. Essentially, I made fun of them telepathically for driving in circles around whatever golf course I was at just to make sure they knew I was enjoying my day while they were stuck in their cars. At the same time, I didn't realize that many of these terrorists were on the course with me, and almost every time I played alone, I believe I was paired with a mind rapist. If you cross-reference my credit slash debit card records with any golf course in the last five years, you will find that many people on the course around my time are a part of this terror cell. Paranoia is going fucking, God, I'm going wild, dude. You, you must remember that when I make a tea time, this cell is aware of this. So once I lock in a tea time, they would get there ahead of me or after to maintain the orbit of this human satellite system. It's not like my neighbors would drive down there ahead of me. My neighbors would get the mental information immediately and that would be passed through the mental grapevine convoy, etc. So other members of the cell would intercept me at the course. I also saw a woman at Ottawa's who I had met in Mexico at a friend's wedding years ago. I was in Rivera Maya at 2011 for, in 2011 for a friend's wedding and met a short-haired woman from Scotland. We were both staying at Azul Sensatory and we spent a night together and I assumed we would never see each other again. Then in 2019, I see her walking a dog in front of my apartment in Miamisburg, Ohio. Quite the coincidence, wouldn't you say? If any investigator can find evidence that she used a credit card anywhere near me in Dayton, it would be significant unless the resemblance was just uncanny. What I've come to understand is that because they've been controlling my mouse clicks, they have been routing me to whatever apartment they wanted to while I remained oblivious. The entire complex was filled with members of the terror cell. The same with my apartment building in 2106 North Winchester in Chicago. Everyone else in the building was using ventriloquist telepathy on me for years, that for the years that I lived there, and I would assume that many of my neighbors, and I would assume on many of my neighbors as well. I also received voicemail a few months before I begin writing this that may sound garbled to you. I had literally just laid down in my bed and received a command to masturbate at the exact same time I received a call. I received this voicemail in which you can clearly hear cum shot. I traced the cell number to a woman named Faye in Frankfurt, KY. Among the constant torture I'm subjected to all the times of the day, cum shot is used over and over. You can also hear calling your senators. And then he includes the phone number. God damn. Over the last few years, as this convoy of terrorists paraded me around Dayton and tortured me, we ended up arriving at the Green on multiple occasions. The Greentown Center is an open-air, mixed-use shopping market center featuring restaurants and shopping destinations. Each time I went, I was mentally instructed to go to various restaurants and bars. At each location, I would sit down for a drink while the terror cell operated their mind control. Almost every bartender, waitress, and patron was involved. My experience at the Green was unique and... The choreographed nature of this hive mind stood out. It's a little hard to explain, but as they controlled my eye movements and visual focus, the movements of every person at the bar was coordinated, like watching an undercover flash mob. Every single person moving in unison while using ventriloquist telepathy, combined with what I can only call a freeze frame effect produced with my eye movement, that is one of the most disturbing things I have ever witnessed. I witnessed this at the pub, Brio Italian Grill, and Club Oceano Seafood and Bar. Almost every single employee, bartender, waitress, customer taking part in this terror attack. The body movements and pseudo- Sign language this terror cell uses seems to have loose structure. Two fingers on a cigarette means two sum. Three, singer, three fingers means three sum. When they point, they stick out their thumb, so pointing always has the double meaning loser. Because your hands makes the symbol L when you point it out. Among their favorite sayings while using ventriloquist telepathy and programming humans are, Come on, lick it up. Say thank you. Look up. Bow for me and pose for me. Come on. Because of the sex innuendo, come on, lick it up. After I spit, bow for me. If I bend over, pose for me. If I stop moving and remain in the same spot, they will mouth, say thank you before you can say it verbally, as if commanding you to say it. They 
make my earlobe itch and when I move to scratch it, they say, put some earrings on for me. They make my knee itch when I lean forward to scratch it, they say, lean forward to me. This is done to me at all times of the day telepathically along with a thousand other atrocities. I leave you with the best defense against this terror attack I can give you. A test to discover if you are a victim. This test has two parts, meditation and a face test. Meditation must be used to make yourself aware of the thoughts and impulses you are being attacked with. If you're not familiar with meditation, it's very simple. Take 10 minutes to clear your mind of all thought. That's it. Anytime a thought, emotion, or impulse enters your mind, try to clear it. You will find this to be extremely difficult, if not impossible. There is a reason for this. You are being mind-controlled, and you probably have been your entire life. Once you realize you cannot clear your mind completely, you must understand why. Those thoughts, emotions, and impulses are being sent to you by your neighbors and other terrorists throughout your community. You will have to learn to observe your own thoughts, emotions, and impulses as if they were sent to you from someone else rather than generated in your own mind. Clearing your mind should be easy. It is impossible for any victim. Clearing your mind should be easy. It is impossible for any victim. It will be extremely dif difficult for you to do this since you cannot hear the ventriloquist telepathy like I can. You will be flying blind, so you will be flying blind, so to speak. My only hope is that you can that I can give you a flashlight to guide your way. Meditate 10 minutes every day trying to clear your mind until you realize why you cannot clear your mind. Until you realize that a large part of your stream of consciousness is being sent to you rather than generated by you. Dude, what if this guy just broke the fucking simulation, dude, and his player started losing control of him? Memories will be against you. Speculation about your future will be initiated, all to prevent you from clearing your mind. We'll try everything they can to prevent you from doing this. You might think you've lost interest two minutes into your first attempt. You might think that you're not making any progress and become frustrated. These are all defense mechanisms that will be initiated by the terror cell to prevent their exposure. The second part of the test is the face test. In your mind's eye, picture the face of your favorite movie star, football player, daughter, or anyone you like. Once you picture their face, imagine how they are speaking to you. Imagine a specific sentence when you do this, something simple. Now watch their lips when they, now watch their lips when they speak. Their imaginary lips will never sync up with the words you are imagining. Furthermore, their lips will take on the appearance of one of your attackers in your mind's eye, and the face will break down. These terrorists cannot sync their lips with anything that you are imagining. If they try, they will slow down the sentence down to an attempt to sync their lips, but they cannot maintain this for long. When you form the picture in your mind and then incorporate the words and movement of the lips, the ventriloquist telepath next door will have to verbally say the words you are imagining. I'm not sure what prevents them from being able to sync the, the mental imagery with the Im imaginary words, but the lips of whoever you are mentally picturing will always break down and take on the, appear the appearance of who your attackers are in the real world. They will try many things to prevent victims from making this breakthrough. A simple example is... You will feel discouraged after a few attempts and quit. Do not trust this impulse. It will be sent to you to prevent you from learning the truth. The mind war began long ago, and if you don't realize this, then you are a victim. Without the ability to hear the ventriloquist telepathy, it will be extremely difficult to perceive the mind control. Highway hypnosis, meditation, and the face test can all be used to make you aware of this atrocity. To reiterate, if you have ever experienced highway hypnosis, you are a victim. Targeted individuals exist for a reason. These terrorist pieces of shit attack TIs enjoy being sadistically cruel and evil, but the personality they hide so well from the public is very childish in many ways. Just think of an evil child with a weapon of mass destruction. They all have this in common. Targeted individuals are their biggest mistake. The vast majority of victims who are reading this cannot hear the telepathy. This terror cell produces targeted individuals all over the world for the simple pleasure of torturing human beings. And they love flaunting targeted individuals in front of the world just to prove that no one will ever catch on to mind control. If they were more intelligent strategically, then targeted individuals would never exist and victims all over the world would remain blissfully ignorant to the most horrific crime in mankind's history. Like I said, their evil, childlike hidden personality is their biggest weakness, and that is the only reason targeted individuals exist. If you are a targeted individual, realize that the terror cell all around you is aware of your thoughts at all times. Also, for any TIs that are reading this, you have to understand that nothing they say has any meaning. Everything they say, every tone they use, whether they angry, excited, sad, it is all done for the purpose of manipulation. They are trained to always say they when informing new narrative in your mind. 
and they will never say we or I or us. They will always use very specific vocabulary as they torture you because of the ventriloquism. Once I caught onto this and started saying words like eviscerate to throw me off, to throw me off, but not, but not, but no one using ventriloquist telepathy wants their lips touching, nor do they want to pronounce V in eviscerate. So they avoid using words that would require their lips to touch. I'm not, I'm starting to, he's starting to lose me here. It appears that the terrorist cell likes to operate in groups when operating on their targets. I'm only guessing, but as an example, it say it takes 20 people to operate on me. Say some of them are better than others, splitting their focus and splitting their focus and can operate on me my mother than and my mother and my father at the same time. So maybe it doesn't take 40 people to operate on myself and my mother. It only takes 30 and it takes 40 to operate on me, my mom and my dad. When my parents and I go to Columbus to visit my sister, we are literally causing traffic jams in part. It's because of the frustration techniques I described earlier, but it's also because they have to orbit, orbit their victims. If you look at Google Maps data on my cell phone location over the past five years, you will see some outrageous traffic patterns around me. If you look at the Google Maps data when my Parents and I went to Columbus at the end of March this year, 2022. You will see outrageously high traffic around us. Proximity plays a role in this terror attack. I can only assume this is because of the electricity involved in sending electric impulses to human beings. Mine remotely requires some sort of an electric field, possibly EMF, and that is the terror cell must orbit the victims to maintain this proximity. Also keep in mind that even one-on-one, -on -one, they would still be aware of target's thoughts, but without the numbers, they would not be effective with the torture and mental manipulation. One of the biggest mistakes this sleeper cell has made was giving their location and identity away. Aside from my brother's house, the Fishers, 7100 Keeneland, and the Souders, 2780 Coppersmith, every single person in this neighborhood appears to be involved, and the operation is massive. This neighborhood and the neighborhood surrounding my sister Carrie in Columbus and my little brother in Cincinnati is where the investigation should begin. Brandon's wife, Alexis Marlowe Fitchenbottom, is part of the cell. They have infiltrated police force and FBI and the Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. They are using mind control to commit mass murder on the highways. They are using mind control to activate shooters. They are using mind control to torture and cause transgenderism the attack is taking place worldwide and the scope of the evil that the human race is up against is staggering observe the neighbors try to keep your eyes on their mouths if they leave the neighborhood they will leave to operate on another victim whether their victim is buying groceries or stopping at the gas station the udf near my house in the drive-thru mayher sam's club every single cashier at the gas station is involved and i must reiterate this oppression operation is massive but you must start this investigation with my family every time they are on the road they will be surrounded by the convoy and if you are investigating them, so and and if you are investigating, then then so will you. Okay, so he's saying that they'll be surrounding the convoy, will be surrounding the family, and also the police if they are investigating this shit. Damn. And then he goes on more to say that. Okay, so if you are investigating, you will be operated on. Anyone you are investigating with needs to be a suspect. Anyone in the FBI, anyone in the police force, anyone in the military who investigates needs to make this assumption. If you are not investigating, then you need to ask yourself why. They will absolutely try to have their only people invest they will absolutely try to have only their people investigate a mind war is taking place and it will go down in the most horrific atrocity in the human race has ever faced you must understand if you are sitting at the police department the fbi the military and you are not investigating there is a reason for this you need to investigate they will not have anyone who is a part of the cell investigate if they can't they will not have anyone who is not a part of the cell investigated if they can't and trust me, they can. They have gone to war with the U.S. government, and they have gone to war with governments all over the world. This species has been taught to mimic human behavior, to mimic human emotion, but when, but they are an abomination of life. It will be difficult for humans to come to terms with what is happening here. It is an evil that is incomprehensible. Mind control is one of the most horrific things that the human race has ever faced, and it will be extremely difficult for anyone investigating this to observe the mind control that is being used on them when they investigate. If you walk around this neighborhood, I must assume you... 
I must assume that your thoughts will be monitored and manipulated at all times. I must assume that this terror cell can affect anyone they want to. Though I'm not sure that this is the case, I must assume that every neighbor will work against your mind. The investigation should start right here around my family. Mind rape is one of the most horrific things the human race has ever faced. Find any dog walker in this neighborhood and walk next to them. Observe their lips. I'm not sure if they possess the discipline not to use ventriloquism right next to you. The problem is, I doubt that you will hear anything. You will only see their lips moving for no reason, and I doubt you will hear anything. You must also understand that they will be aware that you are investigating. They will be aware of your thoughts. They will attempt to manipulate you mentally at all times, as well as manipulate your eye movement. I have not discovered the means by which they are able to target people, but I have to assume at this point that everyone is susceptible to whatever field is being generated to produce mind control, singled out and targeted. If it turns out that targeted individuals have been implanted with something, then great. That would make the investigation extremely easy. The problem is they will have members of the terror cell pretend to be victims just to hamper any investigation. Before I realized the size and scope of this terror attack, I was collecting license plates of anyone who was stalking me, anyone who was screaming out their window, and anyone who tried to run me off the road. Once I realized that almost my entire neighborhood was involved, and once I realized that almost every single car I see in the road is involved, I stopped collecting the plates. Police officers used to blatantly intimidate me on a daily on the daily basis with their ventriloquism. I drove to the FBI field office in Centerville once. I got off my, to, off my probation to report the crime, only to find an FBI agent waiting in the parking lot who basically laughed at me as I was pulling in and said, good luck exposing this using ventriloquist telepathy. The office was closed to walk-ins due to COVID, so I could only call and give a brief explanation of illegal communications on the trading floor. No one ever got back to me. If you want to check the video at the office in on Clio Road, you will see me first drive past the office in a cream-colored Ford Edge, and the agent is, an ex is exiting his black SUV. That's when he uses the ventriloquist telepathy to mark me. Then I to mock me. Then I turn around and enter the parking lot a minute later. 3 11 20, 22, I had to wait until I was off probation to try to come forward because coming forward while all probation would give them while on probation would give them the power to put me in a psych ward. Following a list following is a list of the pl plates and pictures I collected. Okay. And now now the rest of this email basically like is just literally that. And then a few descriptions of people. So I wanted to read that in its entirety because a lot of those points in there were important. And if you fucking seriously watched all that and listened to all that, then you probably deserve an award because I can't read for shit. I'm really bad at it. Um, but I tried my best. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted everybody to fucking read that. I just wanted everybody to be able to listen to that um, email and like just kind of gather whatever you can from it. Um, there's a lot of crazy shit in there, guys. So what the fuck? Pretty wild. So that was a long long section of a video this is gonna be the longest video that i've ever done that was just me myself solo dolo i think this might be the longest video that i'm gonna have on this channel at all but that's pretty crazy there's a lot that you can take from those emails and there's a lot that you can dig into in regards to those emails and other things involved like he mentioned it could have been anything from extraterrestrial beings something else that wasn't human maybe it was human maybe it wasn't there's so much that you can gather from that shit man so much and so many different rabbit holes that you could dive down into but anywho that was a crazy deep dive and uh i'm pretty much at a loss for words i'm really sad about the people that were involved in this shooting and i'm really sad that this man felt that he needed to do that and i'm really sad that he felt that everybody was his enemy and that honestly seems like a very very shitty existence to have to live so my thoughts and prayers go out to everybody that was involved in that tragedy and just know that i meant no disrespect with my analysis of this situation i'm just trying to make sense of something that seems nonsensical to me anywho with that being said this has been another fun filled episode of anti-slave question everything 
This is your host, Bo. Have a good rest of your night. God bless you. I'm out. Peace. Thank you.